Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. So we had a podcast, and then we had an Eric Lindros special. Mm. And then we had five trade videos from Steve yesterday. Five? Uh, I made five well, videos within twenty-four hours because the Lafferty McCabe. No, yeah. you're you're confusing hat picks. I also did hat videos. picks. Oh, you had hat picks. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the five. Yeah, but that's for the other guys. So uh, the other guys, the Monday podcast, the Lindros podcast, the McCabe trade video, the Sandine trade video, the Engvall and Chen trade video, the Kane trade video, and the Ekholm trade video. <laughs> Woo! Oh, wow. and hat picks. Yeah. Did I have hat picks? <clears throat> My initial count. I don't think I so. Have- Freaking remember? Yeah. I'm a little upset, actually. Steve has been using some halls because he's sick, and I am too. But you're sicker, mm-hmm. and uh, and the I'm thing is, the mend. what's interesting though is Steve walked in today Have and you been his taking your athletic greens. That's no, I haven't. Not as your well. immune system. But Steve walked support. in here today with the sexiest voice I've ever heard him have. It was Amen. deep. <laughs> it was grovelly. It was yeah. earth shaking. My yeah. loins were a flutter. That's uh. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, when but now you're better now. You're like the halls is working a little bit. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the coffee with the honey. Now I need the coconut. Steve, oil. Steve's <clears throat> been Steve's been doing your job, and I've also been doing my job because I made a trade. Shut up. I what made a trade. Do? What trade do? did you make? I traded my glass of water for a water bottle. What? what? No. No, no way. way. Are you wow, you're not gonna wreck equipment anymore. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. SDP right here. The Shovin' Buddies SDPN water oh, bottle. I love I it. I made a one for well, actually, it wasn't really a one for one. I threw in a seventh round draft pick. Oh, that's nice. Uh, to acquire the water bottle. Conditional seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh I traded in my glass of water. Sometimes bullying works. The internet yelled at me enough and Steve Dango poked at me enough that I got a water bottle. There were people there in go. the comments, the compliment <laughs> section, sorry, yes. that were that were like like really on you about that. Yeah. Like they were really, it's upsetting to some people to have that. Have you ever done this? Like you ever taken a knife and just kind of put it up against your thumb and see how people... Like I'm a buddy, our buddy Alex. <laughs> no, it's not as bad as it seems. Relax. Uh, I took a butter knife once and just put it up against my thumb. He was like, oh, 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 he couldn't handle it. Oh, right? yeah, because he thought it would cut you. Yeah, but it obviously like, wouldn't. Yeah, it's a butter knife. Exactly. Yeah, that's jeez. Relax, everyone. So it's, I, it started <clears throat> bad. It sounds. Did bad. you really think I was going to go there? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh my! God. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God! I was just trying to tell everybody that I was working yesterday as a general manager making trades. Now, listen, we got. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> oh. shame you didn't reach out to me. I know the owners of the company. I probably could have got you that. Uh, on this company. Yeah, this, they make the shoving buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, damn it. Bummer. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Leafs made some trades yesterday. Oilers made what? a trade. Um, uh, but before we get into what we need to get into here, I just want to say. We'll get into it fully. Man, the LA Kings did Jonathan Quick dirty. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Now, we will talk about it. There was one of the most impassioned comments I've ever seen on our Discord. Robert let me know, sent it to me this morning. Ooh. And wow, are they upset? He spilled anyway. No, he's, he's, he's pouring it on purpose. <laughs> oh. To get in, get in your head. He's in your. He's in your fucking I'm good. brain. I'm in your fucking walls. <laughs> so I'm in your fucking walls, old man. <laughs> All right. Cope and see. Guys, do you hear that? Mm. Do you hear that? Mm. What? Play the jingle, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Did somebody say skip? If Mitch likes it, 
It's got to be great. Mitch Marner, famous for being a picky eater. Uh, we wanted to leverage Mitch Marner's pickiness into a really great menu that's available from Skip the Dishes right now. And we actually have the food in the studio, <laughs> which, is in, which is the best part. So here's the deal, guys. I'm going to eat into the mic so hard. <clears throat> we got a, the first thousand people to redeem the code I'm about to give you oh. um, are, are going to get $10 off orders of $25 or more. Okay. That's a lot of dollars. And this is on Mitch Marner's thing, and it launches Thursday, March 2nd. So most of the t- most of you, when you listen to this, it will be live. Tomorrow. Okay. So or the, today. The code is. Is that confusing? The code is SPO10MD. O and zero are different. So SPO10MD. SPO10MD. All right. Now let's go through the orders. We made it real here. simple for you. Let's go through the orders. Again, the first thousand customers between now and 11.59 on March 4th. It's in select uh, Ontario markets, GTA, and uh, some other um, some parts of Northern Ontario as well. So let's have a look. What do we have here? Jesse's pulling it up. Do you remember so what you ordered, Steve? Daintily. Uh, I got the boneless wings. Which are chicken nuggets. Are they? <laughs> it's got, I like. It's got I, Mitch's face. Can I just have the Mitch sticker? I just want the Mitch's dishes sticker. It's a good one. I want the jersey. There's like a jersey and stuff that he's got. So this is the boneless wings. This is mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what this is. Okay. But it's going to be... I don't want to rip Mitch's face. Just open it. Take your, take your wings. Now. This is your wings. And you don't know what that one is? Pass me that one. And then this is chippers. So, and this got is the... Uh, so here's the thing, man. This food is delicious. Look at these. By the way, look at these chips. Mitch, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. I can just peel it off. Oh, I'm totally keeping this. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right there. I got a deconstructed grilled cheese sandwich. Looks delicious. De- mm. Yeah, from the kids menu. You Whatever. Absolute goof. Okay. Boneless wing. That is so freaking barbecue. good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbecue? Mitch Jesse, did what did you get? Mitch did good. I got the hot stick honey. What is hot stick honey? There's no way you're going to be able to eat that on the show. Chicken sandwich, potato bun, mm-hmm. hot honey. Like, I want to see the potato bun. I want to know what Ooh. that's all about. What is a potato? That's bun? an actual little burger. Oh, it's an extra <laughs> burger. Yeah, they, that wasn't it. even the, the okay. skip app through it. An extra yeah, they little did. burger yeah, they for did. us. Oh my gosh, that wasn't even mine. Here it is. Oh, Whoa. we got pickles. We got lettuce. We got the honey. I wonder if it's gonna be spicy. Bite. I think. I think it's gonna give you a solid three and a half out of ten in, on the spice. Mm-mm, not spicy at all. It is sweet. Oh, mm. beautiful. Okay, so here's the deal. All right. Mm. Portion of this is going to go to the Marner Assist Foundation, too. So if you are ordering, just know that uh, part of that is going to a really great uh, foundation, the Marner Assist Foundation. Um, again, the voucher code is only good for the first thousand people. So it is SPO10MD. SPO10MD. It's good for $10 off. Uh, orders of $25 or more. First thousand customers starting March 2nd, and it will stay open until 1159 March 4th, which is Saturday night. So it's good for the Flames game, and it's good for the Vancouver Canucks game. If you're ordering in, that's the time to do it. If you are, like me, a child, mm-hmm. the boneless wings. Are they su- uh, the boneless right wings? Because that's ah, Marner that's plays the right called. wing, you see. There you go. And well, you know, and there's a whole huge list. We just ordered some of the stuff. There's actually like probably 20, 30 items. Uh, Can we it have was, more? 
Uh, yeah, we can order more next week if you want. Okay, um, that got awesome. <laughs> it was done with a chef who won uh, MasterChef Canada, so it's amazing. Uh, if Mitch likes it, it's got to be great, and it actually is really delicious. Uh, wow. So check it out. Download the Skip the Dishes app. Grab that promo code and get yourself some eats this weekend. Let's see how those new trades work out with Mitch Marner on the Leafs. Did somebody say skip? I want to read something to you, okay? Mm. I have in front of me Catcher in the Rye. Thanks to no, uh, I don't want to read. No, uh, one of the worst books I've ever read. Don't tell me that book's good. It sucks. Um, Chris Johnson last year in April talking about the Leafs lineup ahead of Game One versus Tampa. I'm going to run you through the lineup. This is good. And at Nurse Alex19, thank you for tweeting this today. Tweet starts with Andre Kasha. Looks to be rejoining the Leafs lineup ahead of game one against Tampa. Uh. So your first line, Marner, Matthews, Kerfoot. Oh, your second line. They did win five, nothing, but Kasha, Tavares, Mikheyev. Oh, your third line. Oh, I forgot they did this. Engvall. Yep. Kampf, Nylander. It actually, it worked decently. And your fourth line, Simmons, Blackwell, Clifford. Your defense pairings, Riley Labushkin, Muzzin Brody, Giordano Lilligren, and your extras are Spezza, Hall, Bunting. Uh, by the way, Bunting was injured. That's right. And Sandy. Can you send me that tweet? I can send you that tweet. I can send you that tweet right now. It's pretty wild, huh? Because Jesse has up daily face-off, which is a bit different. What do you have now? Uh, well, what they have right now, a top line of Bunting, Matthews, Marner, a second line that I, is still cartoony and funny, John Tavares, Ryan O'Reilly, William Nylander. A third line, now that Pierre Engvall's been traded, Alexander Kerfoot moves up to play with David Kampf and Kelly Yarncroke, and a fourth line of Zach Aston Reese, Noel Achari, and Sam Lafferty. Little bit of a difference. Yeah. Can you scroll down to the D pairs? Hold on, I gotta get this. Scroll right. down to the mother... Okay, yeah, fair. fair, enough, yeah, hold fair on. There you go. You want the D pairs? There you go. There it is. Riley Hall. <laughs> I really am gonna fight Sheldon Keith. I'm gonna lose, but I'm gonna... I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Wrong? After no. all the defense that they picked up yesterday... They picked up three defensemen in the last 48 yeah. hours. Riley Hall is still the they lead. They kept the best one in the lineup. That's right. Justin Hall. <laughs> the best defenseman in oh. Toronto Maple Leafs history, according to Sheldon Keefe, who plays him in every scenario. Every scenario. Power play, Justin Hall. Yeah. Penalty kill, Justin Hall. Three on three, Justin Hall. Justin Hall. He is an OT winner. So, OT winner, Justin you, Hall. Guys, Mr. I, I was a GM. Okay, can we hurry it along here? We got Riley Hall. Riley Hall. McCabe Brody. So, Daily Faceoff has McCabe on the left of Brody. I've seen the opposite. Who knows? And Mark Giordano with Timothy Lilligren. That's at the time we're recording this. They're about to warm up mm-hmm. in Edmonton. So, you never know. Maybe Hall's not on the Leafs' top pair anymore. <laughs> Maybe, but you never know. It's doubtful, but maybe. Kyle Dubas had himself a day yesterday. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, A day after trading for Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, it kicked off with a surprise trade of Rasmus Sandin 
to the Washington Capitals. Not a surprise if you listened to our last show. For a first round pick and a former 60-point D-man in Eric Gustafson, who has admittedly fallen off a cliff a little bit. Well, the Leafs <laughs> resurrected his season, though. Eric Gustafson? He had zero <laughs> goals in about 50 or 60 games, mm-hmm. dating back to last season. Then he scored in a, against the Leafs in a game against Washington. And then he scored again, and then he scored again. He had a hat trick after going dozens and dozens of games with no goals. Of course goals. it happened against the Leafs. He now has seven goals and 38 points on the season. Morgan Riley leads the Leafs in defensive scoring with 29. So Eric Gustafson is now the highest scoring Leafs defenseman. Yeah, one of the weakest part of the Leafs lineup has been scoring from the defenseman. That's why it was such a special moment when Lilligren and Gio scored last game and they made the a big period. deal about it yeah. on the broadcast because it's, it doesn't happen this year. All right. the scoring has been from the forward. So it's interesting bringing in Gustafson. Sandin was pulled from ice mid-practice without a medical person present, which is usually a sign. Yep. Uh, in a vacuum, let's not talk about the ramifications of the trades that preceded this. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about what this trade is in a vacuum. You hear about part one of three. What does this trade mean to you? It's a lot like, uh, Nils Lundqvist going from the Rangers to the stars. That is a, it's a, it's a buying team selling, right? Uh, the Leafs unfortunately, uh, had to move salary Mm -hmm. in order to activate Matt Murray or do whatever else they're doing because I don't think they're done. Um, they acquire another first round pick that they can do something with. Look, we talked about it at length last show. The math wasn't mathing for, for Rasmus. It wasn't. Well, I mean, he's going to be locked out of the, he wants top four minutes. He's going to be locked out of the top six. He, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't Well, And, and you know, uh, when guys were down earlier this season, he gave you good top four minutes. He did. Um, he was a little sloppy to start. He, he was a rough He was very to sloppy to start. Yeah. Yeah, because he held out. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he was sloppy to start because he didn't participate in training camp. I, I think I think Leaf fans talking about Sandine never got a fair shot in Toronto or misremembering uh a complicated start to an NHL career that I'm sure is gonna be great. Um I saw a highlight pack today that the Capitals tweeted out, and I was like, oh, shit, we're gonna regret that one. But um, he doesn't fit the Leafs window now. If you're not going to be in your top six, then, I mean, you're not helping to win the cup now. And that's what the goal is. Uh, you know, they haven't won a playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know all that, but they're trying, they're trying to win the cup. Now they're trying to win the cup next year. Uh, and he just, he doesn't quite fit that window. They tried him in the top four. Tried him with Riley. Tried him with Riley. Tried him on the right side. And we maybe should have seen the groundwork for this laid months and months ago when the Leafs discovered he was just not an option on the right. That was it. That was it. Um, they locked up Riley long-term. They had Muzzin locked up long-term. And I mean, that already, if you can't play the right side, relegates Rasmus Sandin to the third pair forever. Yes. So, but then Muzzin's career ends, or at very least his season ends. Mm-hmm. And then they go out and get Jake McCabe, who's locked up for the next two years after this one. So what are you doing? He wasn't going to play. And they couldn't afford to have him not play. And also, he's too valuable. And people will say, well, like you, you look at it from an EA Sports NHL 23 
his overall is much <laughs> higher than, than Justin Hall's overall or his pot, his potential is much higher than Justin Hall's. But what does Justin Hall play? Well, the right. Every, and, every position. Well, and the penalty kill. And Justin Hall I probably looks worse than Rasmus Sandin on a lot of nights because Justin Hall is taxed with doing more. He I is. mean, his, I, saw, uh, I saw Sandin's chart floating around on Twitter yesterday. And people were like, whoa, it's, it's worse than 95 percentile. Where, this is crazy. It's like, well, he's third, third line minutes. Hang on. Can everyone... Please learn to take these things with a grain of salt. Yep. Yep. We're talking a, like a top five percentage player in the NHL. Traded. Leafs can't use him. You got it. You nailed it. Look at you. Look at how smart you are. Why aren't you running an NHL team? You ought to be. Yep. No, like the Leafs did well with Sandine in terms of protecting him and sheltering him. And he's going to be a good player. He's, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the Capitals first pair. In relatively short order. Well, because at the very least, second. Orlov, with Orlov gone, he fills a hole, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And with John Carlson injured, he might run the Washington Capitals power play. He might get to run the Alexander Ovechkin power play. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, and not a bad way to cut your teeth. One right? of the most underrated parts of the deal is that the Leafs got a first round pick back. That opens them up for so many different avenues in the next two days if they want to go down that. If they want to package they, that with salary out, there's so many more options for Dubas. He also he also was a second round pick. So they got a higher pick than what he was. No, he was a, oh, first, was a late first. But he was 28th overall. Yeah. And overall. this is a Boston's pick, which is going to be the 32nd pick. Well, if they win the cup, it's the 32nd pick. So I saw some people like, yeah, but it's basically... No, what? what? It's four picks later than Sandine was picked. Mm -hmm. Like... Dubas is perfectly capable of, you know, getting good players and uh, at that part of the draft. Robertson was a second. Minton was a second. Nice was a second. All these players, you've been begging the Leafs management group to yeah. not give up. We're second round picks. And, and you got this pick is going to be two second round picks. <laughs> yes, it probably yeah. will be. No. The, if if the it makes it through the trade deadline. The 45th and 52nd. Yeah. If it makes it past Friday. Yes. Which it may not because there are so many more options here now. I will be very surprised if the Leafs hold on to this pick. Mm -hmm. Me too. I, I would be too. And I think I would be very surprised if they are not looking to bolster their right side right now. Do you I, think I that could see them moving Gustafson. I, I can see the moving moving Gustafson. I can see the moving Hall. Yeah, I, honestly, I can. Yeah. And it's just because of the salary and the UFA status. Totally, yeah. absolutely. And it's not because he's bad or he's good. No. You know, whatever Leafs Nation wants to make him out to be, I think he's okay. I you think know, Justin Hall's okay. Is that okay? There's a million yeah. people he's who okay. can fill that hole that Justin Hall plays. I the Leafs. Oh no, don't say that. You know what? It <laughs> might you're going to get <laughs> charted to death. They have charts rammed down your throat. I uh, we got it because the Leafs warm ups in Edmonton are probably going to get announced. I would not be surprised to see the Leafs sit a guy out for trade related reasons because they got three games and four nights coming up and they got a back to back on the road. Edmonton, the, Calgary, Edmonton, Calgary, two teams that do like to grind you uh -huh. and two teams that will skate with you and two teams that you have to play on back to back nights before the deadline. So if you are trading a guy off the roster, you are really leaving yourself vulnerable uh, for potentially losing an asset. Pulling it back to this trade. Yeah. Just for a second. Not sure. that that wasn't part no, of it, no, but no. pulling it back to the, the, the people, not just the draft pick, which is the magic box. Yes, yes, yes. Eric Gustafson is an offensive defenseman 
Apparently has his warts on defense. What would you describe him as? I I described him as a souped up TJ Brennan. Where TJ um, Brennan? Yeah, no, no, because you would look like at, NHL quality TJ Brennan. I'm, no, in terms of like uh, making a comparable for Leaf fans. Sure, right? sure. Where you look at a guy in the minors and you go, "Why isn't he in the NHL?" And then he gets called up to the NHL, and you're like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. fair, yeah, fair." Um, so he's either premium tj brennan or tyson berry light oh that's a i think that's a big cavernous example you know there's there's a big gap between those two things yeah and he's in the middle he's somewhere in the middle he's somewhere in the middle which i think is perfectly fair like somewhere between like second pair top power play (laughs) unit guy and ahl tweener there's (laughs) dude who should probably be your six or seven okay you know he's an offensive six or seven He's an offensive six or seven, which generally teams don't really use. Like a six or seven is usually reserved for. But if you have an offensive up. defenseman go down, you might need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't really see the Leafs as that team. Um, like, okay. A team r- that can't score on the back end? Well, they, they do can. struggle with that. But we're talking about um, if, if, let's just say Riley goes down, mm-hmm. who runs your top power play? Uh, first of all they might try the five forward thing yeah i wouldn't against tampa but you never know um tj brody has run a power play giordano giordano has run a power play lilligren can um connor timmons if he's in the lineup can i don't really know if hall i get the same impression of connor timmons as i do with gustafson a little bit same ilk not i don't say they're the exact same player but there's like they're both offensive with defensive warts Gustafson is probably a better uh, offensive defenseman, and Timmons is probably better at defense. And if you've watched Timmons recently and some of the decisions he's made. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then, big surprise. Steve, what do we always say about Kyle Dubas and his guys? Kyle Dubas. (laughs) His guys. Which is why this trade was so surprising. Pierre Engvall. To the Islanders. Pierre Engvall Mm -hmm. was one of his guys. And what I mean by that is he is a darling of the Leafs development program. A guy that they took from, I think, relative obscurity and worked with for like half a decade to get him to where he is in the NHL, which is a productive, smart NHL player. Great defensive metrics, um, at least for, you know, a guy who's like a third, uh, third, fourth liner. Uh, High expected goal counts, but... You know, at, at what point do you stop expecting and start seeing them? Yeah. I, because Engvall was a 2014 draft pick. Mm-hmm. I Googled Leaf sign Kyle Dubas to see if Dubas was with the team when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. And what Google spat out was Sagittarius. Cool. Because I oh. typed. Because I typed sign. in Leaf sign Kyle Dubas. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Google, sad? you dumbass. <laughs> That's not what I meant. What does that mean for his, his March? Just <laughs> it's going to be a good month what, for him. What, is it, is, what do they call it? I almost called regressive. It's retrograde. It? retrograde. The second round is in retrograde. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was with the team yet. Jesus Christ. Um, so that makes Pierre Engvall a Dave Nona's draft pick. Yeah. He's been around for quite some time, mm-hmm. 188th overall and, with all the raw tools in the world. And and size, speed, strength, all of it. And now he has all that for the Islanders. And that was an interesting one because that's a guy that is so, at least the perception is whether or not it's true, 
I mean, that, I mean, I said half a decade. He's been a draft pick since 2014. He's been, this is almost 10 years this guy's been developing. It was four yep. years until he even showed up to the organization and played uh, in the Calder Cup run in 2018. And the Islanders fans' reaction to this trade, I was like, ah, oh, my sweet summer child. Like, as Justin Bourne had a great breakdown. Like, there's a reason that a guy who is six foot five, 215 pounds with a rocket shot and is the fastest guy on your team went for a third. Yep. It's not because the Leafs, well, I suppose it's in part because the Leafs are in a little bit of cap trouble, but this is an infuriating player. And the only, uh, the only thing I could see um, bringing his career to the next level is if the Islanders get to him. Like if Matt Martin and Casey Sezikis and Cal Clutterbuck and Ross Johnston and all these other guys who are just known for making your life miserable, <clears throat> if they can convince Pierre Engvall to have a mean bone in his body, then yeah, you've acquired an enormous problem for everybody else. But what you got is a defensively responsible forward who's probably going to cap out at somewhere between 15 and 20 goals. You can work on your penalty kill. He's reduced his, the, the amount of penalties he's taken. That used to be a big problem for him. Hard hitting. I saw some people say, no, it's not. Nope. No, yeah. no. Fighting, I, actually, I tweeted nope. out an Islanders fan who said that. I was like, listen, man, no. I hate to say this, but it's not even hard. It's not that he's light hitting. He's never hitting. Yeah. He's never hitting. He's got a good stick. Will not use your body. Right? No. And he's got a frame to do I, it. I've been entirely disappointed with Pierre Engvall's era as a Toronto Maple Leaf because as you outlined, he's a 6'5 six, six, player who never played like it. No. He never took advantage of his stature and the skills he had. And the Leafs organization spent that all that time, those seven years, trying to get that out of him. And we see, we see this trade happen a million times where it's like a first round pick who doesn't work out. And then the next team's like, we can fix him. And in this situation, it's not a first-round pick, but it's a guy who has all the talent, well, all the skill. If and you all put the that, physical gifts. All the physical gifts. That's exactly it. And the next team, the New York Islanders, are like, we can get that out of him. And I think the Leafs spent so much time trying to do that. I don't know if it's ever going to work My family nickname, or not my, well, my family, but people, the family I married into, their nickname for him has been Eggs. Because if he took eggs into the corner, he'd come out with all all twelve. <laughs> they dare you. Yeah, they wow, call, call, whenever he scored, I'd, I'd just be tweeting them like egg emojis and stuff. Oh my gosh! It's, yeah. it's true. He's he's such a light player. Mm -hmm. Like he mm -hmm. he doesn't play with with any hard hitting. But if he does, switch that up. If he just gets mad, this is something, yeah. right? if somebody takes his sandwich lunch mm -hmm. and he gets angry, watch out. This is the he's like the third player uh, of this era where I'm like the Leafs should just hire someone to fuck with his day. Mm -hmm. And who like, are the other two? Put sand in his shoes and mustered up all his white shirts. And Freddie Freddie Gauthier, oh. who was also six five and yeah. the league's friendliest player. My, and the, the guy who uh, Jesse wears literally wears his pants. His his gloves. His glove? No, you have his pants, dude. Don't you? No, no. Oh, the, you don't the, know the whose pants, pants are least. You bought Freddie the Goat's gloves? Yeah, we've talked about this on the show. I forgot. I, I buy my equipment from Pro Stock. Like, oh, uh, like look used, at Jesse's hands. Used NHL equipment. Which makes so sense, yeah. my pants are some. I don't know whose Leafs pants they are, but right. they're extra long, so they're one of the six four and up players because right. I'm six four it's and up. Probably the goats. <laughs> and I have uh, extra large gloves because my hands are huge. That's so, hilarious. But I Isn't know hilarious? my gloves are Freddie Gauthier's gloves because they ha still have his name. Oh, them. that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, My, I have uh, hands that jumps. are so small, I can still shop in the kids' section. <laughs> <laughs> so, save a lot of money that way. That's right. They say <laughs> tiny hands.
That or wallets. You got so. soft hands, brother. Have <laughs> so you seen those TikToks? <laughs> yeah. Soft hands, I have brother. a soft spot in my heart for Freddy Goat because he gave me my hockey gloves. Yeah. But and who was the other guy that you wanted to the guy who didn't play um, with his size. Not quite the same, but uh, Kasperi Kapanen, who, how many times did I say, Kadri's not in the team anymore? You got the. Go nuts. You got all the runway mm-hmm. to be the shithead. And then he, like, fought Jared McCann, and I was like, Sort of, and then he, keep and he, going, and then he threw a broken stick at the puck, and then he bids. Oh, oh, Cappy! You love Cappy, but he's also mm-hmm. fucking brain dead sometimes. A, just yeah. a beggar. But I think we're, all yeah. we're doing is so kind of illustrating the guys who are from at the top to the middle to the bottom yeah. six. You know, yeah. where that's the that's the gap you have, and there's a lot of middle the bottom six players who just can't fully put it together, and that's why they play on the third and the fourth the, line. Theo Fleury. Theo Fleury. See why they were picked. Ridiculous mm-hmm. political opinions aside, Theo Fleury played like he was six four, and he was like five seven. There was a reason that people feared playing against him. And, and I think when you're six, five, you at very least want people to say he plays like he's six, five. Well, and there's and, and he, he plays like he's, you know, five, ten. There's players out there who Leaf fans are asking for that. I'm reading like Connor Garland is one mm-hmm. who's a little guy and Travis Konechny, who I don't know about little, but he's the smaller side of average. Well, yeah, it's like and, Mitch, but- Mitch Martyr's considered little and he's six, one. Yeah, he, yeah. No one believes me when I tell him that, but yeah, he he's is taller than I am. And, uh. Uh, but both of those guys play bigger than they are. Bunting, mm-hmm. bunting's like <laughs> bunting's, Man, is, is bunting 180 pounds? Like right, he's maybe buck eighty, buck eighty five, five. 10, 11. Yeah, yeah, we're not even talking about like getting scraps all the time, like getting fights. Like Engvall didn't throw dri- the body once. He didn't even drive the net enough. He was like w- when those plays, like when you would see Engvall oh. come from like the blue line or center ice to the goal line, just drive the net with all the force he had. That was impressive stuff, and he'd never he wouldn't do it consistently. And he's in incredible shape. Yeah, from all accounts, Chisel. he works hard off the ice, eats well, good person. Like it, there's there's a lot of great things to like about Engvall. There's a lot of things that Islanders fans can be excited about. And honestly, at 26, your skill is sort of what it is. I think a cha- a quick change of mindset, just a little bit of difference up here, upstairs, could unlock the rest of the potential that is Pierre Engvall. And that is doable mentally. You just have to change that, and that's the hardest part to change. Yeah, and but some players, if find a team it. could do it. I, I think it's it could Lou. be the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Justin Hall found his stride when he was 27, 28 years old, right? Or 26 uh, when he made his debut with the Leafs. Like, yeah. he, was, he wasn't. And this is a guy that I think Lou would have GM'd. Yeah. He would have been. Yeah. He would have been in the Leafs organization when uh, Lou Babs was there. Was sitting him. He's, yeah. He would know uh, all about him. Um, now, what struck me as strange about the deal, because the Islanders are not in a guaranteed playoff spot is the deal is a hard buy. Uh, the Islanders give up a draft pick for a pending UFA, which I didn't realize he was a pending I, UFA. I, I thought I he, was he was that old. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. And they uh, are in a playoff spot right now. They are in a playoff spot yeah. right now. Okay. Which I mean, with no bars, all that's pretty cool. Um, I would not be shocked to see Lou extend this guy. Hmm. Wouldn't be shocked. But I mean, I don't think it makes much sense to lose him for nothing, but it's a third round pick. Right. Yeah. The, the Leafs basically swap him and Shen, basically. So well, and so this brings us to our next and thing. Dermot. Um, and Dermot. And so Dermot. Like, as you said in your video. And the, and the thing is, too, like, <laughs> hey, uh, wouldn't it have been more valuable to keep a guy like Pierre on the on the roster? It depends. They couldn't. But you do trade a third for Luke Shen. And Luke Shen, 
is back in Toronto, everybody. Oh, my God. And now, apparently, he had interest in rejoining Toronto uh, and then ended up signing in Tampa and winning two Stanley Cups. So maybe he made the right choice there. Mm-hmm. But Sportsnet stats this morning. Luke Shen last played for the Leafs on April 7th, 2012. If mm. he plays tonight, he will have had the sixth largest gap between uh, games played for the Maple Leafs in franchise history, which is just under 4,000 days, 3,980 days. The wow. other ones. Do you have them? They do not. Ah, I would have loved to know. Me too. The top five. I know. That's what I want to. Ah, see, this is where they. Damn like, it. Where's the follow up tweet on that? <laughs> right. Where, Gil, come on. Gilmore. That's a fantastic list. Where, where are the Sportsnet stats people on threats? Gotta be Gilmore. A threat. Yeah. Right? Dougie's definitely one. Wendell Clark's probably up there. Mm, no, he was never away from the team long enough. That's true. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> oof. Uh, Dave Keelan? Kessel when he comes back. Curtis Joseph? Yeah, Kessel when he comes back. <laughs> Curtis Joseph for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Thomas, 80s and late 90s. Oh, maybe. He was a Leafs draft pick. He oh. played for the Leafs in the mid 80s and then was a. And then came back and played with Sundin. That might be number one. Sundin and Modin in like 80 or 98, 99. Ty Domi? Domi was a draft pick. Yeah, he could be up there. There was a lot of guys in the late 80s that the Leafs were like, you know what? We did a pretty good job drafting you. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring him back. Come back. Yeah, come on back. Drake Barahowski might be too because they drafted him oh. super high and then he came back as like a depth ad at one of the deadlines. Luke Richardson? Possibly. Oh, maybe that was Luke Richardson. I don't know. Either way, mm. it's a, you know, there's no, it was both, it's probably some goofy list. It, mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Um, uh, he played four seasons in Toronto, 2008 at the end of 2012, uh, before being traded to the Flyers in exchange for James Van Riemsdyk. And people are saying on Twitter, it would be funny if the Leafs flipped Luke Shen for JVR, who is up, uh, on the trading block with the Flyers right now. Yeah. It would be hilarious to repeat that trade so, and it would be somewhat fair value, I guess, but it's definitely not necessarily what the Leafs need. <laughs> JVR has a spot in the lineup. Like if they go and they acquired him, there's a place for him on the wing. Well, in the, mm. on the fourth line in the, and you put him on the power play and let him stand in front of the net. Tip shit. Just tip shit. His tip, oh. they missed their power play, missed him for like a solid 18 months after he was gone. Well, remember all the oh, tips? Oh, he was he, automatic. He was crazy. Um, I did this in the video yesterday, but it bears repeating. Um, the first game uh, Luke Shen ever played as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was, thank you, hockey reference, by the way, October 9th, 2008. I'm surprised you didn't, didn't just remember it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I, me too. I'm well, disappointed a little the bit. Leafs beat the defending Stanley Cup champion, Detroit Red Wings, 3-2. Woo! With goals... From Pavel Kabina, Dominic Moore, mm-hmm. assisted by Alex Steen and Jonas Frogren, and Nikolai Kuleman, I believe his first NHL goal. Kuleman. This is the team. Nick Antropov, Jason Blake, Ooh. Carlo Koliakovo, who's currently on TSN, Jonas Frogren, <laughs> Mikhail Grabowski, who frequently does features with Jeff Merrick, Nicholas Hagman, Thomas Caberlet, who literally drives Uber, Pavel Kabina, Nikolai Kuleman, Jamal Mayers, who is my coworker, John Mitchell, Dominic Moore, Alexei Ponikarovsky, <clears throat> Luke Shen, who I believe is the only player still in the NHL on this team, Matt Stajan, Alex Steen, Yuri Talusti, Mike Van Ryn, and the starting goalie for that game, Vesitoskala. Who's the backup? Fuck if I know. Wow. Is Luke Shen the only player still in the NHL from that roster? This is the only one that I see. Yeah, I think Holy so. Holy crap. I mean, it's 2008. It's a long time like, ago. Like, Kuhlman's wow. still playing pro in the KHL. I think, uh, yeah. 
I th- I think so. I'm even I'm even looking like is anyone from the is anyone from the Red Wings still playing? Nope. None of them. Luke Shen is the only player from that game. Wow. Still playing in the NHL. There's a couple guys playing pro in Europe, but that's it. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, he would have been the youngest player in the league too. He was 18. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And they and that was he came at a time when the unfortunate part about the Luke Shen story in Toronto is there's a lot of expectation placed on him very early. And then, and, and Toronto media did a lot of this. And I think Toronto fans played into it. Uh, and I think the Leafs did themselves no favor when they did this. The names that came through town at that time, Jason Allison, Jason Blake, um, uh, you know, uh, Pavel Kubina, Hal Gill, uh, Luke Shen, mm-hmm. and then later on, um, uh, Lupul and uh, um, Kessel and who was Dion yeah and and Dion Phaneuf Mm. they were good players in a system that they came from but what the Leafs did is they brought them in and made them the player and then put no system around them and had no organizational structure had they you have to remember at the time like the Leafs have four or five pretty good prospects pretty good the Leafs had zero prospects for like 15 fucking years they couldn't develop anything well, even, and I the, think, even the best young players I mentioned on the team, they got rid of them. Oh, yeah. Tolusti, well, Steen, yes. Kaliakovo. Steen was a good one. Tolusti had a couple good years in Carolina. Yeah. Steen had a 40-goal season in, in St. Louis, had a good career there. Kuhlman stuck around a little bit. That was it. And and that's the thing. Like it, it, So it was a shame what happened with Luke Shen. And then you mentioned in the video, too, that they were like, you're going to be the next Chris Pronger, so get bigger. And the NHL was getting smaller and faster. Yeah. And then so the mobility went away. It Yeah, it was bad. Like He got really, really big. Um, and he... The Shens, I think I've told the story before. The Shens do not have trouble putting on weight. Um, it's, you know, there's different body types and everything. And I remember asking Braden Shen about this at the, um, it was Team Canada Camp Summer 2010 in Newfoundland. And I told him that Cody Eakin, who was also at that camp, who was this little bone rack, was on a 3,000 calorie a day diet. And Braden looked at me with murder in his eyes and heart because he and his brother, Luke can't do that. Like, because it's, it's easy for them. They're 3000 calories. That's it. They're Saskatchewan farm boys. I know. Maybe it should have been more. Well, I've heard about players like Filatov ate till he puked because he was told to Michael, uh, Michael Phelps, the swimmer was on a 10,000 calorie per day diet. 10,000. I think I've told this before too, but there's, there was a guy who we called triple a, he worked at the garden center with my friends, but he was, he was a really good hockey player and he played triple a and he got a tryout with an OHL team. Oh yeah. And they liked him <clears throat> and they said, we need you to put on 30 pounds though, which is unbelievable. For a teenager. That's almost impossible. Yeah. So all he would do is eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. So every break he took, or, you know, put down a few bags for some <laughs> customers, eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Here's a problem. He was eating, eating, eating at a garden center. So he's just getting jacked. No. Losing all his weight. What was he eating? He, from the vending machine? No, no. He was like, he, they would just have a bench and he would eat on that bench. He wasn't putting on any weight. Because he was sweating it out. Goes to the doctor, yeah. tapeworm. No. Oh my God. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I just thought Holy he was just doing shit. a lot of manual yeah, labor. Yeah, he's like, what's, what's going on here? They're like, you have a tapeworm. Oh, <laughs> so, Holy fuck. He, he couldn't gain any weight. <laughs> He ended up playing university like he was still a really good player, but damn, they're like, put on 30 pounds. Okay. Best I can do is zero. Tapeworm. Wow. 
So, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, throw the question out there now. And I think, I think the answer is obvious, but I think it's worth asking anyway. Where does this leave the Leafs now? So, firstly, there's a few questions that go underneath that one question. Number one, do the Leafs have another move in them? I think so. I haven't. <clears throat> Listen, I think I did pretty well with my predictions. I got McCabe and Laverty, Sandine heading out the door. I am totally in the dark. I so, have absolutely no clue. What's somebody next. said. Uh, somebody said that I called the Shen trade. Uh, did you? Like, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I but I did. really appreciated that. I they wanted me to be a part of the call it a club. Adam, compliments. I'll take the compliment section. Thank the you, compliment section. section. They're out in full Here, force. Thank you, compliment section. <laughs> Throw one out there. I said on Twitter yesterday because here's the only position they haven't upgraded, and arguably it's the position that they are. They walk into the season the weakest at is goaltending. So my guess, Thatcher Demko. The Leafs have had good chats with the Vancouver Canucks. Now, I was texting back and forth to somebody today, and they're like, well, why would it be Thatcher Demko? They've already done a deal with Vancouver. And I'm like, because there's other offers on the table for Thatcher Demko. Yeah. And, they, and they, they couldn't include him in the Shen deal, and the Leafs didn't want to pay the price, and they're having to wait. Also, That's my guess. Um, you might be able to afford something on Friday that you can't afford today. Right. And we've yeah. seen the Leafs go uh, back to the well with a team multiple times in a deadline. They did that uh, 2016 with the Sharks. Yep. They gave them Polak, I think. And then um, like a week or two later, they did Reimer. Or I might be getting the order mixed up, but mm -hmm. th that's what they did. Yeah, so it can happen. Um, so, does, so Jesse, if you were to, I mean, I think we're all in the dark. I think you said it perfectly, Steve. It's like, who the hell knows? Jesse, if you were to make a guess. <laughs> of what the Leafs are going to do? I don't like something. I mean, that many defensemen seems odd. Oh, it's extremely odd. Well, it's not odd. It's they can't do it. And yeah. um, all their um, so much of their cap situation is wrapped up in um, LTIR. Mm. Off the phone, Steve. Off the phone. Off the phone. There's something I'm going to break. Mm -hmm. yeah. So don't. I'm, I wanted to keep you focused on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing I <laughs> I'm not, trying to take a look at. That's not even what I was trying to do. I, was, <laughs> I know, but I want. I want you to, something just happened, and I yeah. want to wait. I'm One sorry. One thing I'm trying to take a look at is just who, what possible goaltenders, goaltenders are out there. Thatcher Demko's one. Um, I don't know. Martin Martin Jones isn't one. I'm just looking no. at the UFA list. Um, Philip Gustafson, Minnesota, kind of thinks they're still in it. There's yeah, he's an RFA. Also not, there's no reason for them to let go of him. No, Cam Talbot, Flurry. Flurry, yeah, no, I mean, Minnesota just added. Yeah, James Reimer. They just added UFA. Gus Nyquist. Oh, now we're talking. Uh, I was writing down the list, and it's very light. What about Karel Vimelka, Steve? Yo. It's, that's an option, for sure. Why couldn't that be an option? Why couldn't it be? It is. Imagine, well... Mm. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, but, like, Joseph Wall. No, if you can get Karel Vimelka and, like, extend restricted free agent uh, Ilya Samsonov... You could do worse than that tandem. And Wolves got an NHL deal, and if he wants to get traded, trade him. That's that's a great tandem. Anthony Stolars? I wouldn't. Go to Anaheim, take him. Like, can they afford a significant upgrade? Like, who is... Well, I think is, Matt Murray has to, has to be a salary going the other way. The reason I bring up Vimelka well, is that I feel like, okay, you trade Matt Murray's salary plus the first, plus whatever. I don't even know if you do an, another plus and you get Vimalco. Or you go to Vancouver and say, listen, we got to make the salaries work. Murray's a UFA after the end of this. You guys are rebuilding next year. We'll take Demko. He's, he's got another year, right? Yeah. 
Who, Murray? Murray, yeah. yeah. One more year. Murray signed yeah. through next year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So he's a free agent after next year, but... Uh, oh, next, after. Oh, you, said, you said he's a free agent after this. Sorry, I meant that they're punting next year, as in like next oh, year, okay, Vancouver okay. cannot expect to be a playoff team. So... Oh. <laughs> this is Vancouver. I mean, uh, they'll, yeah. they'll have a goalie. 37-year-old it's Thomas a, Grice is an option. No, no. Please no. Absolutely not. Please no. I mentioned Reimer already. Steve likes is, that. Grice is 37? Yeah. I thought it. W- I thought it was going to be Corpus Allo, and then LA took him. Like, is Craig Anderson an option if Buffalo falls off? No, I think Buffalo won't sell just to yeah. reward their team, right? I don't think they should. There's not. There's just not a lot out there in terms of goaltending. But I think that'd be your last kind of just if you can do a five percent upgrade on your goaltending, <clears throat> you kind of try and do. Well, it. and you can't. I mean, Wool's been good, but it's you know it's a wing and a prayer, right? He's a young guy. Um, Murray is. <laughs> Uh, according to one of my text messages, and I won't reveal who, made of oatmeal. And, <laughs> and, oh. like, no, but really, I mean, really, the guy's injured all the time. And, I, and he played a good 20, 19 games here, yeah. but he's played 40 games the last two seasons. Total. You know what? Oh, boy. Sometimes your body just breaks down, man. Yeah, man. Like, like look what happened to Carlo Koliakovo. There's another guy whose body just quit on him. Well, fuck. He had some bad luck too. He sure did. I still so remember Matt Murray. The, the, yeah, doesn't mean he wasn't extremely talented. Um, he's Matt Murray is too much of an unknown for me to feel totally comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, I mean, you may not have a choice. I yeah, you may not have a choice, and you can't live your life in fear. Like okay, Leafs play Tampa, best of seven. It's Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh, Vasilevsky hurts himself in warm up game one. Mm-hmm. Leafs, seven game series, Brian Elliott. You tell me their chances don't go up a bit? A little. Just Brian a Elliott's been decent. He's been decent, but he's, it's Sandra Vasilevsky. It's better. Sandra <laughs> Vasilevsky. Dom would have the exact percentage on that, but I'm sure yeah. there would be significant movement. Yeah, I mean, you know, Leafs, they had that playoff series against the Sabres years ago. And, and, and I, they should have fucking so, won the Steve Shields game because so, the rest of them are Hashik. So here's the thing, guys. The, the, the thing that I think about the goaltender position is I don't see why the Leafs would nibble around the edges. Like, I can understand why Leafs Nation is thinking that way because every other deadline other than this one, they've sort of nibbled around the edges. Mm-hmm. Here, well, we're going to get Labushkin. Oh, we're going to get... Well, we'll <laughs> and like, that deal was fine. It was fine. There was, was nothing fine. wrong with it. But I'm saying they're, they're, these are... They have just brought in major pieces Mm -hmm. this is major surgery 20 games before the playoffs and i'm and and that's a good thing these are all great additions i'm sure they'll figure it out in the last 20 games but sheldon keith has a job in front of him it's going to be real tough to figure out all this chemistry in 20 games but they're going to have to do it why would they then go and nibble around the edges in goaltending if you're going to swing fucking swing and i just i think with sam sonoff he's had a great year Mm -hmm. but he's looking tired so even if he is your game one starter why wouldn't you want somebody who can come in and play 10 to 12 of the next 20 games? Why not make that someone wool? Like, I, I, I mean, have you seen enough from yeah. him to believe that he's No, ready? that's why they should play. Him <clears throat> well, I, I, you got two days to figure it out now. It sounds like they should have played him more. <laughs> I, think, fucking, I think this was... This I was think the whole criticism plan, with that Chicago game. I think this plan was decided a while ago, and I think, I think we have our answer, which is the Leafs are attempting to get a goaltender. You think so? If they were, if they were seriously giving that guy an audition, he would have played against Chicago. They're being real mum about it. I mean, he could go the other way in a deal. I hope not. 
I hope not too. But it could happen. They have lots of prospects too. Totally. Now it lots seems lots of goalie prospects. I mean, that, barring that next trade, if it happens, aside, let's just put that aside for okay. a second. As it stands with the six new guys, it seems as though Dubas has done everything he can to get them over the hump. If the Leafs have a responsibility, if we're going to lay the responsibility at somebody's feet to get them past the first round, I'm not going to say, well, if they lose the first round, who's responsible? Whose responsibility is it now to get him past that hump? The, the players, man. The players. The, like, Le- Leafs fans, what would you do differently? You know what I mean? So, like... I, I haven't seen a Leaf fan yet who's upset with any of this. No. They're all happy. No, but... So, I want them to remember that when... If... If... Hopefully, it doesn't happen, but if it's disaster in April... I mean, you know, games one through seven, however many there are, I mean, that will be a story that obviously we can't predict. You, you never sure. know. So That's you why know, you play the games. I might be thrilled about it at the end. I might be screaming about it at the end. But if it's just the Leafs play a good series and lose. I'm That's just, not good enough. I'm just going to be completely dejected. It's not good enough, but like. If they play a good what series, what else w- should they have done? They've always can played I, a good series. And can I get a little players. more specific on who needs to show up in the, with the players? Tell us. Tell us. Oh, the last two seasons, it's been the offense. It's mm-hmm. been the forward group in Montreal. They had that in the bag. If they score mm-hmm. any kind of goals, yeah, that's a good if point. they put up just three more goals in any of those games to close it out, they they win that. The defense mm-hmm. was great last year. Defense fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought Jack Campbell would show up, and he did. He, he, he outbattled Andre Vasilevsky in many of those games. It's the so defense unreal. was perfectly fine. And then in game seven, once again, the offense completely disappeared. That, Nobody showed that up. First round Tampa, that first round Tampa Leafs series got him the fifth year. Yeah. Contract. 100%. If I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> the Leafs have outscored their playoff opponent in the last two rounds. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and so it's then... Disgusting! Okay, so then I I just like to see a little bit more from the, the some of the stars individuals had great series versus Tampa and Montreal. Yeah, but it, as a whole, if they get a couple more goals, which they should be able to, they win both those rounds. So this year, I don't want that to be the failing of the team. Well, that'll be three years. And, and in Montreal, don't forget that who um he plays in L.A. now. What's his freaking name? Deneau. Philip Deneau. Oh. Once Tavares went down, Deneau shut down Marner, Marner Matthews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last year, Marner Matthews were right back into form. They had a spectacular series. William Nylander always shows up in the playoffs. That guy is fucking money I don't, it, nobody, in the playoffs. Nobody tells him that the playoffs are happening. I know. He, he just, just, just kind of does his he's normal He's money, game. man. He's am- <laughs> he, had, what, he had five goals against the Habs, four goals against Tampa. Like, he was amazing. He's been so, good. But we, what I thought, and I think it was Kevin Papetti that brought this up on Twitter, and I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, that's true is their third line really disappeared last year. And I know that sounds like, oh, their third line, fucking, you know that against a team like Tampa, a team that's known for their third line and known for their fourth line and how effective they are, those, that third line scoring punch and that grit that that team has always in those, in those positions really matters. Tampa stars showed up, Toronto stars showed up. Well, we, the goaltenders showed up, the defenses showed up. The difference to me is Brandon Hagel, is uh Yanni Gore. No, Yanni Gore was already gone by then. Who else would be uh who else would Wait, be in this? last year? Or yeah, this last year? year. Last year. Uh last year they had Brandon Hagel, Ross Colton, oh. Nick Paul. <coughs> like those guys. Corey Perry. Corey Perry but that's, four, that's more fourth line, but yes. Sure. Maroon Belmar. Yeah. What you're saying is 
they have an identity for those lines. Mm-hmm. The Leafs hadn't figured that out yet. And I think going haven't. into this offseason, are you really going to expect a guy like Pierre Engvall to pot goals for you? And I just don't think you do. Yeah, that's I mean, why I, I, I want to see Ryan O'Reilly on the third line. I, no, I think you're going to see it. I think you're going to see it. They okay. don't have the wing depth for it. Oh, I think they might now. Who plays with O'Reilly? This, this is what I keep hammering, right? Like, playoffs start today. It's Kerfoot yarn croak. Ah! Kerfoot yarn croak. Oh, actually, no, because you're going to put one of them up with Tavares. Yeah, somebody's got to be on the Probably yarn croak. side. Mm-hmm. Or Kerfoot. Please, yarn croak. Okay, then yarn croak. Please, God, yarn croak. So then it's Kerfoot, O'Reilly, and Camp. Fart. And maybe. Oh, get out of here. You don't. Ugh. I don't know. I, I, honestly, sometimes add some Lafferty? dynamics to the forward group. Lee fans are hard on Kerfoot, and I can understand the argument that he is actually a useful player. But I, I don't think it's a math problem. I don't think Leaf fans are dumb. I think sometimes with Kerfoot, there are sometimes it's like where offense goes to die. He can skate like the wind, but then you see him on a fourth line role where, like he had the other night, and he's spectacular. Yeah, someone. I think the Leafs have just put him in a position where he's not going to succeed. I, I can't remember who it was, but they basically said the line of. I think they briefly had a line of Kerfoot, Camp, and uh, Hengvall. And it's a great line to throw out there if you just need nothing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> if you just, if you're winning and you just need nothing to happen. I need the next 45 seconds to be predictable. <laughs> Not even shut down necessarily. Just nothing. <laughs> just kicking and clunking the puck around for 45 seconds. All right, get off. Eric Lindros is rattling the door. <laughs> telling you to get the fuck off or I'm going to bench you. Can Dubas just, not go get a left winger for that sure role in the next four to eight well, hours? Well, maybe God or Garland. <laughs> he's, well, he's got to be an improvement and you got to be able to afford him. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest, uh, like, I haven't even seen like a puck PD or a cap friendly be like, so here's what they can do. Like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's so complicated because it's just it depends entirely on what they move in and out is what they can do. Can so. can everyone please keep their temper tonight and tomorrow against the Oilers and Flames? If any of you get suspended, that we're we're gonna have a talk. And do you want to go over to Adams? Do you, do you have to talk no. with Leafs Nation? No. Is, is it that serious? No. Wait, what, what? We don't need a talk. Okay, we no. don't need a talk. Okay, okay. And also, I can't do a talk right now. Just, okay, mm-hmm. no, this, this isn't. A, this is just a warning. It's not a talk. <laughs> okay. You're not in trouble. No. Just next time, next we might se- have to have a talk. If there's a suspension, <laughs> you're going to fuck up the cap situation, and we can't have that. Um, it's funny. Adam and I were watching Sportsnet before you got here, yeah. and Elliot coughed in the middle of his interview. Oh, yeah? Just oh. Everyone's oh, well, like, yeah, he's sick, too. That he's working so hard. I haven't man. seen him in Every- person in months. Honestly, so it wasn't there were me. people in the compliment section who always were like, what the fuck? These guys are sick again. And it's like, again, I, I will tell you, if you have children, you're, you're going to be sick for five years. As soon as yeah, they man. start daycare, you're sick for five years straight. Yeah. It's going to happen. So Adam's got a kid in kindergarten and I got a kid in... Well, almost in kindergarten. Almost in kindergarten and I got a kid in... Yeah, so I got a couple more years. September when oh, she goes to her first day of kindergarten. Oh, Very excited. Are you going to cry? I might cry. Are you <laughs> coming? Gonna, you want to come so for the first cute. day? Walk yeah. yeah. If you want to. Yeah, she yeah. loves Uncle Jesse. Oh. Loves Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Leo's um, uh, reached the age where... <coughs> excuse me, where he tells stories that are made up. Oh, yeah, Everly's <laughs> right in the middle of that. Oh, what? Right in the middle of that. Yeah. I kind of want to... I talked to my therapist about that, actually. Stories that are made up? Well, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, she's saying a lot of stuff. And, and he's like, okay. And I, this is why I'm glad I have a therapist. Because when, when I, when I, before 
um, uh, before Everly was born, he's like, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some advice and you have to follow this. Stay off of the mom and dad Facebook groups. Oh my God. Stay away from the, uh, you know, the, 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 if you don't do this, you're a bad parent or the, do this, you're a bad parent. He's like, parenting in this day and age is about guilt. Avoid that. Um, remember that children, not everything needs to be an educational expert uh, exercise. Mm-hmm. Children literally have the tools to mimic your behavior. So what yeah. you need to do is behave well and they'll be fine. So fast forward, <clears throat> what were we just talking about? The, uh, children, she's making up stories. Oh, so yeah. I, I talked to him like, okay, I'm like, Joe, like, what do I, like, she's, she's saying these things and I don't know, I don't know where this is coming from. And he's like, well, you have to remember that at this age. About 95% of what they say and what how and the world around them is fantasy. Mm-hmm. Total fantasy. Oh, yeah. It's it's completely made up. And he said, so she's just expressing whatever's going through her head at that moment and don't read into it. So she just tells stories about just, things that never happened. Oh yeah. So here, I'm gonna play into the mic, no video. I'm gonna play into the mic a story that Leo told that starts based in truth and okay. then becomes completely made up. It's about his nanny and granda who are on vacation right now. Are they actually? Yes. Oh, okay. They are actually on vacation, and it starts truthful, and then it gets very toddlery. Florida. Where's that? Nanda, Florida. You miss her? No. <laughs> Not to- I miss her. Yes, you do. I miss Grandma. Aww. She, she was sad. So his grandfather was sad because he didn't get macaroni. Oh, that's why I don't. I don't think that happened. And I was just busting a gut laughing at the (laughs) idea of my father-in-law, a grizzled Scotsman, bursting into tears because he didn't get macaroni. Sometimes it's you know it's it's total fucking fantasy. I guess Leo's thinking about something that would make him sad. Yeah, and he applied that to his grandfather. Just the way he says it now, he was sad. By the way, uh, the Washington Capitals have traded um, oh. their OT winning uh, Stanley Cup goal scoring guy, hero La- person Lars Eller, to the Avalanche for thirty one percent retained salary on that. By the way, uh, for a twenty twenty five second rounder. The- uh oh. Colorado's gonna win it again. Yeah, they got another Uh-oh. playoff gamer. <laughs> um, you know what? That's why I didn't want you to look at your phone. That is... Uh, That's not a bad deal for the Avs. Okay, this is bad. <clears throat> Who did Eller play for? Washington. It's, so he's still on Washington? Yeah. I know he's fallen off a bit. That's a good return still for Washington. Still a gamer, right? It's like Corey Perry. Fell off a bit, but you want him mm-hmm. to play off. I, I think he'll be just fine on Washington. Should, uh, Colorado, sorry. Should we talk to the man who's been waiting? The man who's been waiting? DB. David Bass. Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> I do. I, yeah, okay. Let's talk to Dave, but I have some Leafs questions on the other end of it. Okay. Let's go. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. It's excited to do this segment as ever with Dave from Customer Service. Dave, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm here 24 7 365 yes you are he's got the he's got if you're if you're listening he's got the white collared shirt unbuttoned yeah. at the top so it's a little sexy and then he's it got is. the uh, he's got the 
uh, earphones with the microphone attached to them. Yeah. It looks like you're They're... about to call a, a good CFL game. Yeah. Ooh, you know? like you're it. in the broadcast I like, booth. I, I like... It's in Saskatchewan. In, Saskatch- <laughs> in you the know? pen. He's got the yeah. pen. He's yeah. a local legend in Winnipeg. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Uh, Dave, there is uh, some exciting stuff. I love this. The Pinata Picks. Every when everybody anybody talks about sports interaction, I've, like my brother-in-law the other day is like, man, the thing about them is those pinata picks are the best. They're the best. They so are. tell us what you got on your next pinata pick, because this one's fun. Yeah, we got a couple of them. We'll get to the one we're going to talk about right away. But I wanted to just add on for tonight. This is kind of a cool one uh, on the front page of the sports interaction site. It's shots on goal pinata five hundred to one. You get the Oilers and the Maple Leafs. So something to consider there. 500 to 1 is fantastic, but the one I wanted to talk to you about today is probably our hottest one, and it's all because of what's happened over the weekend uh, with a goaltender scoring a goal. It's always big news on social media, so we've put out next NHL goalie to score a goal. So what our Lions group have done, every single goalie that's registered a minute of ice time this year in that pinata. You bang on the pinata at 80 to one and it spits out a goalie. So I thought, Hey, are you, are you guys interested in doing it today? And we'll, uh, and we'll see what goalies we get. So if there isn't another goalie goal for like three years, will this stay on your account for three years? The bet's live, Steve. Yes, the bet's live. Yes. (laughs) It might be the longest futures bet ever. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> but it is it is live. I'm so. doing it right now. What do you get? Al- Alexander Georgiev from the Colorado oh, Avalanche. You got Georgiev. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got a starter, which is yeah. better than that's you good. could have done. That's good. All right. So that's gonna be my pick. I put I I, I didn't okay. even two dollar Steve that. I just one dollared it because I wasn't sure. One dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I just got I just got Philip Grubauer. Oh, I, okay. I, I can. You know what? I can see that. Maybe on weird own. things are happening with the crack in this year. Yeah, I. Uh, I think <laughs> the the guy you want is Igor Shosturkin because he mm-hmm. very yep. openly wants it. Yeah, he wants <laughs> a goalie goal bad. <laughs> that's, a good that's actually that's actually a good point. We've seen him do that many times, right? As soon as that opposition net is pulled, he's like, "Give me the puck." Yeah. So Jeremy yeah, Swayman hit the post. I think. The Bruins almost had both goalies score a goal this year. Hmm? That's uh, that'd be a first time. That's crazy. Oh, uh, one more thing, guys. For tonight, I added on that Zach Hyman hat trick prop oh, at fifty great. to one. I just thought because you guys are big Zach guys, oh, uh, I'm gonna and, have to take uh, that now. God, fifty to one is real good. <laughs> yeah, and, yep. and, and, and here's the no. thing too: no. uh, the Mick Goals prop bet, which is still yep. up, by the way. <clears throat> I have it. I think I I bet between sixty one and sixty five goals. I'm pretty sure that's my. Uh, I actually can check that yeah, right now. Check your bets. Um, and I know 65 and 70 goals. Connor McDavid. Oh, that's good. Wow. wow. Connor McDavid has 50 as of now. You would think yes. after tonight with the Leafs on a Western road swing and six new players in the lineup, he'll have a couple more. And he, it's getting, cro- it's closely creeping. Ooh. Yeah. Like it's, I'm just saying, yeah, man. About 20 games left for them. Yeah. 21. 21. So you got to think 18, 18 at least. Want to yep. hear how bad I screwed up? What'd you pick? So, so I made my bet. It was $2 on January 13th. So it was a month and a half ago. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? He's great. He's the best player in the world, but he's going to slow down. I put 50 to 55. No! Oh. Betting against yeah. Connor McDavid. Yeah. I am By boned. the way, Con- Connor McDavid tonight to score a single goal, a 1-9-5. A oh single my God. goal. 
I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Those are NHL, NHL props. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. I love that. I love Two that. to one? You have any things uh, for the Leafs there, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's uh, almost as though he's a fan of another franchise. Hey, oh. <laughs> that wears blue. Mm. Can you believe it? Hey, Dave, the thanks so blue much. The color is awesome. <laughs> yeah. We will see you Monday, man. And obviously, uh, you know, there'll be a whole bunch of stuff relating to trade deadline and that sort of thing. Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Download the Sports Interaction app. It's in the QR code in the corner of the screen. Dave, we'll see you next week. Happy to be of service. A couple of weeks ago, if you'd asked yourself, based on the competition in the division, mm. you know, I, this is my one last couple questions, okay, about the Leafs, and then we'll move on, because there's other trades, other big news. No. Believe it or not, they were not the top story yesterday throughout hockey. What? I know. A couple of weeks ago, that was my with the roster impression. that they had, could you guys honestly say the Leafs are going to win the Stanley? Couple of weeks ago. So this is prior to the O'Reilly deal. Everything. I mean, anyone can. Mm. No. You wouldn't be able to confidently be like, not confident, because no. anything can happen, and they have a good shot. I, that's what I would have said. But Con you're saying it, I'm not saying confidently now that they could, but I feel far more confident about it than I did two weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, they have a shot at the Stanley Cup. They for sure have a we shot. We see we see star <laughs> superstars. Like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang and whoever they have in net that year and the rest of the lineup take whatever they have and go to the Stanley Cup final and win. So that could be Zach Aston Reese, exactly. Ron Hazy is a first pairing defenseman. Luke Shen right. is a first pairing. So defenseman. you could there's there's scenarios where Mitch Marner <laughs> and William Nylander and John Tavares and, and Matthews and Riley take the rest of the group and they drag them to the yeah. Stanley Cup final. That's entirely possible. So you can't say they don't have a shot. And I didn't say that. Okay, but I'm feeling far more confident about it now. Yes. Mm. So my I, question. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I think what I'm seeing more this deadline is teams uh, team fan bases sinking into a playoff mindset. We all look at that Tanner Janot trade with Tampa and we're like, you're out of your fucking minds. And then we look at the projected lineup and we're like, fuck, yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. Well, and I that's think that's probably why the Luke Shen deal happens is if Tanner Janot is going to play your third pairing defenseman a lot, you probably want Luke Shen to grind back. Well, I like need somebody is, to bite back. He's going to be four checking and uh, against the guy digging the pocket of the corner and the guy digging the pocket of the corner is like 230 pounds. Yeah. So have fun. Um, now, I asked that question to ask you this. How do you think Tampa's front office feels and thinks right now? Let's say we were to freeze the rosters, trade deadlines over. There is no STPN trade deadline show. This is where it ends right now. How's Tampa feeling? Confident. Uh, um, tired hands. Tired hands. Yeah, well, they got to carry around all those rings, you see. I'm, no, but I'm, I'm serious. How do you think they look at that first round match? I think Julian Brisebois is very confident in that team. They're confident. Yeah. I mean, they didn't just make it into a team better suited for the playoffs and a long run in the playoffs. They made it into a team better suited to beat the Leafs. Now, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you get a little done. tougher, right? You get a little tougher. And then if you have to play Boston, if you're Tampa, you're, you, 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 you're trying to out Boston Boston, basically. Oh, yeah. Which That's is tough. <laughs> tough call. What a war. Like, just well, that no, trio of teams. Whoever faces whoever, it's going to be brutal. Yeah, like, I, <clears throat> I try to say this every year. There are no easy paths to the Stanley Cup. And one somewhat 
perceivable easy path to the Stanley Cup was available a couple of years ago and the Leafs lost in the first round. Boston versus Pittsburgh seems a little easier than what Toronto's going to face. Uh, yeah. I've, I've Carolina up, versus the Islanders seems a little harder, but still. I've pulled up Tampa Bay's game one lineup from last year. Okay. Not much has changed. No. Why should they be any uh, scared at all of and the I, Toronto Maple Leafs? And I wondered that. I wondered if they changed their... If, if that... If the moves that Dubas has made has made them go, okay, maybe we need to match him, you know, you know, trade for trade, but maybe they don't feel like that because they already had a freaking mm-hmm. sick team. I can read it off for you guys if, go, you, if go. you're curious. This was uh, May of last year. It was Palat, Stamkos, Kucherov. So they lose Palat. Hagel, Point, Sorelli, Kalorn, Colton, Paul, Maroon, Belmar, Perry. That compares to right now, Kalorn, Point, Kucherov, Hegel, Sorelli, Stamkos, Janot, Paul, Colton, Maroon, Belmar, Perry. It's like two guys that have switched on the forward group. And then in defense, Hedman, Ruda. Who? Noted Alan Walsh Klein. <laughs> Yan Ruda. Yan Ruda. So they're without no him. There. Ryan McDonough, Eric Chernak. Without McDonough? Sergachev, Calfoot. Without Calfoot. So that's actually significant change. Hedman, Bogosian. Sergachev, Perbix, mm-hmm. Cole Chernak. Man, so I know Perbix is having a good start to his NHL career. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's so Tampa. I've never heard of this human being, and he's good. <laughs> that's so Tampa. That's uh, frustrating. I don't know if, has he and Cole ever won a cup? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Was he with Colorado last year? Um, I kind of feel like out. he was. Ian Cole, DB. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Uh, uh, He was on Pittsburgh from 14 through 18. Oh, so he would have had 17 and 18. Yeah. I mean, 16 and 17. uh, 16 and 17. Yeah, yeah. He was traded in 18. But yeah, he would have had 16 and 17. He played 49 playoff games in two years. (laughs) Holy shit. Those two rosters. Awesome. 110 career playoff games. Um, He's perfect lightning. Damn it. Yeah, really. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> 225. Fuck off. Like <laughs> Like yeah, just yeah. get on with it. What give me this f- fucking series? Can you opt out of the rest of the regular season? Get to it and watch these two slam into each other for 4 to 7 games and a winner pops out. The NHL would be perfect if it was first off um, seated one to eight on both sides. Not that it would change the Toronto Tampa matchup, but I would love to not be locked in. Um, well, like, and, and then the second one I think would be perfect is if, if the NHL season was 60 games, uh, 60 games. would be Wow. Hell. You know me, the last 20 games. If you life. make your living on hockey, how dare you? Ask no, we want a hundred regular season games no. mm-hmm. as a fan. I totally get it, but no, we're too committed to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> we I'll, can't do it. Now we got budgets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Rangers we got might fucking pass. payroll, man. <laughs> What? The Rangers might pass the Lightning in the conference standings, and Lightning might up might end up the sixth seed. So it, it would have been would have been nice to see Toronto. It would have been, yeah. But then you're, yeah. Then you're getting the Rangers. Like that's yeah, a nightmare matchup. Too. Toronto, and New York. I win either way. Fuck you. Right. Either my Stanley Cup pick wins or my favorite team. You're totally right. So I'm just thinking about me. Um, and you know what, Jesse? <laughs> no that's what we're that's what we're here for. It's really about this. SDP is about what Jesse Blake wants and needs. Yeah. I think, right? Don't you say? Let's go. Let's 100%. Go. Patty Kane! Yeah, and speaking Boom. of, uh, <laughs> New York Rangers, Patrick Kane, the deal is done, and people are upset about the return Chicago got. 
Um, remember, it's a second and a fourth, but the, it's a conditional second. If New York wins two rounds, then it turns into a first. Pretty yeah. sure I called that, too. You might have. Patrick yeah. Kane said, uh, you had to remember this, though. Like People are like, well, what a weak return for Patrick Kane. Um, and people are blaming on the injury. Remember how a no-trade clause works, guys. Trade me to New York and New York only is what he said to the Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks said, hey, you want to do something? And New York said, here's what we have. If you don't like it, then don't get any assets for Patrick Kane when he signs somewhere else this summer. Because here's the other thing that you probably don't know. The Blackhawks, apparently, had they offered him an extension, he would have signed it. But they are they have made the decision they're moving on. What good would that have done? <clears throat> I know, but I'm just saying that Patrick Kane wanted to stay there. So if he's not going to be there, he's going to say, okay, fine, I'm, I'm going to New York. Now, he reunites him with Panarin, and let's walk through this goofy forward lineup for the New York Rangers. Okay? It's First so line, stupid. Jesse. Jesse's just going to be just Mr. Burnsing it over there. Uh, Chris Kreider, Mika Zabina Jad, and Vladimir Tarasenko. I, I like, just evil. Evil. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. I was picturing when he was dancing through the power plant. When <laughs> oh, him, I like that, too. Him and Smithers were charged with running the whole thing. Right, or when he was an alien. Oh, <laughs> remember when he gets uh, or no, he yeah. gets like he gets. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, Chris Kreider, Mika Zavina, Jad, Vladimir Tarasenko, Artemi Panarin, Vinny Trocek, Barclay Goudreau, Lafreniere, Heedle, Capocacco, and then VC Carpenter and Tyler Mott. And let me throw this so out that, there. That's without Kane in there. though. That's without Kane. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that Artemi Panarin, Vinny Trocek and Patrick Kane are the second line. And then Lafreniere, Heedle, uh, Goudreau. And then you move down. I don't know if Kako is, I don't know where you put Kako, but it's pretty wild. There was a tweet that I used in the, here it is. Um, oh, and he even referenced the fact that I used that tweet. That's hilarious. Um, here's what Ryan Mead from, um, host of blue shirt, uh, blue shirts breakaway, uh, has Kreider, Zabanajad, Tarasenko, Panarin, Trocek, Kane, Laugh, Heedle, Kako, VC, Goodrow, Mott. Now you got to remember too that VC was is having like a great resurgent year and he was playing like top six minutes. Yeah, he was playing on the first line <laughs> for a good month there. And now that you're going to push him down to the fourth line and he's having a great year. With a just, good, that's a good fourth line. Just, uh, that's what I mean though. It's like it shows you the depth that New York has. Yeah, you confidently put that fourth line out there. No problem. I wonder, people, people were asking the question yesterday. I wonder why sometimes it's like, sometimes Twitter, we galaxy brain things a little too much. They're like, well, if New York... Would have known that Patrick Kane was going to pick them. Would they even have made the Tarasenko deal? What? Fucking right. Yeah. They well, made they both. Yeah. And they got Mikola too. Yeah. yeah. And Mott. And I just think, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think that that's pretty cool. Like there were people saying, well, if they had, if they knew where they're getting Kane, what do you need Tarasenko for? I don't know. Because he well, won a cup and he's Tarasenko. They're they're not dissimilar to the Leafs where, you know, the Leafs, we've been talking about this perceived weakness on the left wing. Mm -hmm. The Rangers had one on the right. Mm -hmm. And now they have one of the strongest rights in the conference. Yeah. And perhaps part of the, you know, one of those is injured. Maybe one of those is past their career prime. But again, we've seen in the playoffs what experience does. Those guys have both won cups. We know that players play through horrible, terrible, collapsed lung-like injuries. Pat Patrice Bergeron. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's sort of like you win the cup on Broadway, man. You're a legend forever. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wonder about this. Does it make it better or worse for Tarasenko and Kane having each other in the lineup? And what I, what I ask by that is there's, there's two schools of thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Number one is that you need to make a lot of ice time for both of them, right? You got to have some ice for those guys. See, I disagree. Okay. Okay. So let me just, so, so there would, one school of thought is you got to make a lot of ice for both of them. They both need their cookies. They both, you know, to, to stay engaged, stay in it. You've seen what Patrick Kane's done in the last, you know, five, six games where he's had seven or eight goals. Um, 10, 10 points in his last four games. It's crazy. Seven of them goals. Crazy. And then there's the school of thought of having Tarasenko and Kane in the, in the same lineup takes the pressure off Tarasenko and Kane. Bingo. That what you think? That's that's where I'm at, and it's less about pressure. I don't think either of them feel it. Um, they have four cups between them. Um, I think it's more about um, Tarasenko's got some ailments, and Kane's got some ailments, and you might as well keep these guys as fresh as possible by uh, not having to play them 20, minutes. 22, 25 minutes. No, those dudes should be hanging out around hmm, seventeen to nineteen minutes or something like that. I love, um, like, I would like to see the Rangers do with those two, what Sheldon Keefe did the other day with his big guys in Seattle. Did you see those numbers? Where um, almost all of the Leafs' big four played 16 minutes or less. Oh, Oh, Because the Leafs were killing the Kraken early, and he's just like, all right, let's rest these guys. We got three and four coming up. We got the, we're on the Western road trip. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's it's just like, shut it's like her a down. basketball game where you're up 30 and you bench mm. all your, your starters. That's you know? what he did. And they don't and, play the fourth quarter. And he did it without me even noticing. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing, and I didn't put it in the video, but as I was watching, I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of Achari. <laughs> and that was it. So I would expect if the Rangers are up big, you're going to see a lot of VC Goudreau and Mott. And you're going to see maybe the kid line a little bit more with the fresh younger legs. You know, they, I mean... That team's got like three high-end scoring lines and one really good grinding line. I think that's maybe the difference between them and Tampa. And a Norris Trophy winner on defense and a Vesna Trophy winner on goal. Mm-hmm. It's and an unbelievable who's going to run through everybody. Yep. <laughs> like, it's an unfreaking believable team. That New Jersey matchup, I hope we get that New York-New yep. Jersey matchup. And Miller, who's underrated. Um, by the way, sorry, I wanted to touch on something real quick, and it relates to the Rangers. I said uh, the Garden Hathaway and uh, Keandre Miller thing were identical. And someone sent me a tweet. Um, they're not. They're not at all. And I didn't realize until I saw the two side by side. Garnet Hathaway. Ugh, ugh, like right like in the face. Hawk to loogie. Oh, Who my God. Who spit on? Uh, Eric Goodbranson. Ooh, like oh, how? Fuck. Are you out of your mind yeah. doing that to anybody? But Eric Goodbranson? And like you see... Like just in Branson's face, like, oh, I'm about to murder a human. Mm-hmm. Um, Miller, there's definite plausible deniability. I think he was spitting in general. I don't think he meant to spit on. And him. also, he apologized to Dowdy after the game. To as, as far as I'm concerned, that like, well, that incident's over, right? Yeah. Shit happened. And they got the exact same amount of games too. They each got three: the Hathaway and the Miller. But yeah. it, it, so, I think I think there's and listen, we can get into a whole thing about the Department of Player Safety. We've done that. Mm-hmm. We know they're inconsistent. <laughs> Um, and we know that within a couple of years, George Peros's name is going to start coming up as the next GM, the next great GM in the league, mm-hmm. because that's the path. Say the line, Bart. I don't know what the line is. <clears throat> fucking shirt. With I, to- it. I told you. There's, there's a sh- no. There's a shirt with it. Go sports. Oh, high sticking hockey. Oh, oh no, his history. Oh. High sticking history. Yeah, but that was that was awesome. Guys, high listen. sticking hockey. <laughs> um, I don't know. I told you guys last episode I can't do that. 
Stop making me do that. There's you, a shirt we you made. Know you know what? When I stick in history, I told and your you. job is to point out the PowerPoint. Brain, my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> you have a way of asking things suddenly that made my brain freeze too. Yes, I'm like, I, I don't know what the shirt is. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure to put on something. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to uh, live up to the moment. Yes, no. and the, the pressure's <laughs> on. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> yes, and that's a great line, Jesse, because he says. Like, I should have thrown it back yes, at you. Yes, and I'm going to crumble in this situation. <laughs> okay, so uh, the New York Rangers, I'm really, I'm dying for New York, New York, New Jersey first round. Yeah. Dying for it. Going to be awesome. I was actually, I'd prefer it in the second round, but if it's going to have to happen, at least it happens. Yeah, they're, um, I'm. The problem with the NHL playoffs is it's so stacked in the first round yeah. with great matchups that you kind of buy the Western Conference are kind of boring unless your team's in it. So with the Metro I mean, it's March, what, 2nd, mm -hmm. 1st? 1st. You have to, I, uh, let's just assume the standings remain the same. Mm -hmm. Carolina wins the division, and it's New Jersey versus the Rangers. Who cares about who has home ice? Mm -hmm. Today, just today, Jesse, you're going to like this. Adam, you won't. Mm -hmm. What? I got to give it to the Rangers. The matchup? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's nothing against New Jersey. It's we're talking about a team that went to the final four last year and is still actually pretty young uh, for the most part versus a team that hasn't had the opportunity to do this yet. Like we're going to see like, did he sure go to the playoffs with Hall? I don't think so. I can't remember. So it might be his first playoff run. Um, it's Jack Hughes first playoff run. There's a lot of guys on that team that haven't played or haven't played in several years like was brought with the team when they went to the first round a few years ago nico huescher has five career playoff games yeah okay okay so that would be the yeah, the 17 18 season who did they even play tampa oh, oh gosh i think it was tampa i'm not sure it doesn't matter no it's yeah. whoever they they played beat them badly <laughs> um but like i mean it was taylor hall and his band of merry men and children and uh, the team is actually still pretty friggin' young. It was Tampa. Great memory. Oh, there you go. Um, and yeah, they just didn't have a prayer. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a weird, it was a weird goalie who gave them a huge performance and a win. And I'm trying to remember who it was. Ah, was it the Hamburglar? Ah, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be playing in the playoffs for the first time either ever or first time in many years. The Keith Kincaid, Corey oh. Schneider were their two goalies. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the West had done shit all up until yesterday evening. They finally got off their asses and made some trades, starting with the Edmonton Oilers and sweet, sweet relief for Jesse Pugliarvi. That's right. It's a soft J. Um, to clear cap space uh, for this uh, for the following deal. Um, the Oilers basically, I guess, had told Pugliarvi and his agent that they weren't going to qualify him at $3 million because I guess that's what he's making. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to renegotiate somewhere in the ones. And Jesse and his agent were like, hey, you've tanked our value and now you're not going to qualify me. How about a fresh start for the fifth time in the last three years? Yeah. And this time the Oilers finally did it. <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, I think it's easy to shit on the Oilers, um, but I'm going to have to do it again. Um, they missed their chance to trade Pugliarvi at the top of his trade value. I don't know after he had that, he, he came, he sat out the year, uh, and played in Europe and then came back and played really, really well. That was your time. That was the time to move him. 
And, and I think, you know, if you're going to not use the guy to his strengths, if he doesn't fit your system, if he doesn't fit your culture, um, what can happen in Edmonton and it happens in Toronto, happens in Montreal, it can happen in Boston and New York and, you know, media heavy markets is that the media gets on them and the, and you know, these guys are not immune to this stuff, right? Like they, they do hear it. Mm-hmm. And Puy Arvey's been the whipping boy there for like three or four years. Even when he wasn't there, there were crazy headlines about him. And I just feel like, man, you, A, you could have got more. B, you could have saved this human being the, the crazy headlines that he got even this year from certain members of the media. To his credit, I don't know if it affected him. Oh, I, and listen, I maybe if, if it doesn't, that's fine. But I just feel like this, before Kent Holland was GM, this mm. trade was inevitable. Mm. And I don't understand why they didn't just make it. People are going to be paying attention to his Carolina stats. And that's going to be very annoying. I think he'll be great there, man. I, I They have a system. He's a decent fit. I, oh, man. Who they have was a system. It? Was it Travis Yost who was like, oh, he fits Carolina perfectly. A defensively responsible forward who can't score. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now, now that, that said, I love the move they made after. So I shit on well, the Oilers. Here, wait, though. I want to talk about the guy they got very briefly. Pist- uh, Patrick Puistola. Puistola. So... Glass half full. Okay. He's a third round pick from 2019. He's only 22 years old and he currently leads his Finnish team in scoring. Cool. Jokerit. Which is no joke. Yes. 38 points in 56 games. Remember, Finland's a low scoring league. So how am I supposed to feel about that, Steve? He's 22 and he leads his league in scoring. Well, the guy who's second in scoring on that team is a 37-year-old ninth-round pick of the St. Louis Blues from 2003. Ninth-rounder. Ninth-rounder. How old is he? He's 37. 37. This team, I was going through it yesterday. I was in a doctor's office and I was bored. Um, I uh, was going through the team, and Finnish teams are full of, like, practically kids and uncles. (laughs) Like, like 15-year age gaps. Like, there's another guy on this team who was picked in the eighth round uh, somewhere. Was it this guy? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, so glass half full. He's a 22 year old who leads his finished team in scoring. Glass half empty. Carolina. It, it might not him. mean anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 I think I, I. So I took that moment, and as I said, I, I crapped on the Oilers' front office. But I love the move that they made for Matthias Ekholm. I'm a big fan. So Tyson Berry mm-hmm. is now a predator, and I kind of feel bad. The Oilers should also receive a sixth round pick. Um, and I believe there is some retention in this deal as well. Um, I never feel too 4%. bad. 4%. It's, yeah. I it's never a, feel too bad for a guy who gets traded in Nashville. Great city. It's a very odd thing for Nashville to do to retain 4%. Like if that was, that's what the deal was hanging on because you only get three retention spots. Shana pointed that out. And to blow one for 4% is a very odd thing to do. Oh, that's interesting. Ah, that's a good point. Now, and he signed through 25, 26. So it's a couple more years. Mm-hmm. right yeah 23 right now um tyson berry prospect reed schaefer along with a first round pick in 23 and a fourth in 2024 um nash <clears throat> oilers will receive nashville's sixth round pick in 2024 Ekholm home though being the big name here this is the defensively responsible big body mean sob that the oilers need that fits their window he's 32 years old lots of tons playoff of playoff experience yep. went to the fi- we saw him in the finals yep um, when he was a, a little bit younger, I can't believe that was seven years ago. Um, <clears throat> it was 2016. We were there. 
That's right. It 17. was seven years. No, 17? Yeah, 17. Okay. 16 was Penguin Shark. Oh, okay. shit. Okay. I always get the Still two mixed six up. six years ago. My yeah. God. Thanks, Penguins, um, for going back to back, you freaking uh, jerks. This, this could be the start of some defensive upgrades for the Oilers because, to be honest with you, it's still not good enough. It still yeah. doesn't look like it awesome. looks so much better. But you've got Nurse CC, Ekholm, Evan Bouchard, which I like. I like that a and lot. And then Broberg, Broberg and Kulak. You got to do something about CC and Nurse. Like Nurse is he's staple to you. He's got that contract. He's not going anywhere. You got to move on from former Leaf defenseman. <laughs> well, they moved on from one. You, they they have to do something else here. Yeah, they need, they're, they're they're one defenseman short. And and listen, the the whole idea we complained for years and years and years that NHL GMs were not creative enough. This year, we're finding out that they are actually creative, and they are actually po- it is possible. And one of the guys doing it is Chris Drury. The other guy doing it is Kyle Dubas. Um, you look at the the GM creativity and getting some things done this this deadline. Even Ken Holland was actually maneuvering pieces. Oh, he but, was rumored to be in on everybody. But it's not about what you're rumored to be on. It's what you get done. Got to come done. And he's got to get more than this done for the Oilers to, for them to have a truly fair shake. Like, he, like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl could have won the cup any year. They could have done it last year. Mm-hmm. Easily. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you give them everything that you possibly could? They really, re- I, I mean, people won't put their faith in the Oilers because of their warts and I can't help but focus on their strengths. And I think, I mean, looking at the West this year, why can't the Oilers win the West? Why can't the Oilers at least get a, another shot at the Western conference final goaltending and defense. Okay. First of all, pull your head out of your ass and play Stuart Skinner more. That's first, that's second and third of all as well. Um, although, I, th- I thought it was very interesting. I mean, you'll know by the time you listen to the show, but the Oilers won't say who's starting tonight. Really? Will it's got to be Campbell. I mean, I hope so, purely for the story. Yeah. If he's awful, it's a story. If he's great, it's a story. It's confidence boost for him, you know? Yeah, and I mean, he's he's got something to prove. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's not, uh, he's not this ridiculous uh, uh, meme character who's all cuddly you know rainbows and roses like no this this team got rid of me i want to kick their ass there's a little bit of that to jack campbell how do you think he got to the show he wants to beat the leafs mm-hmm. he doesn't want the leafs to win tonight no fucking way well uh, do you think they're still not saying that he's the starter all right do you think the offense can make up for the bad goaltending and team defense yeah especially when they get Kane back that um interview and it's erased now because he actually did something. But did you see that Ken Holland interview? I saw there was one, but I didn't watch it. What was it? He it was it was a quote that was like fireable. <laughs> if it's what he ended up doing, he goes, "Well, our trade deadline acquisition is going to be a Vanderkin," and all of Oilers Twitter was like, "Fire mm-hmm. Ken Holland now!" And then he goes out and gets Matthias Ekholm. I think later that day. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they were they were at a fever pitch yesterday. Oilers Twitter because they need to do something. Yeah, like the defense isn't good enough, and you have a shot every year to win the Stanley Cup when you have Leon Draisaitl and you have Connor McDavid and you have Zach Hyman and you have Evander Kane, and that four group is unfucking believable with Nuge playing the way he is. 
you got to just go help the defense. Yes. I There's also, so I much say, room for improvement. I love, I love uh, the fact that Ekholm's got a couple more years too. This isn't just some pure rental. This guy's going to be mm-hmm. around for the window. You need another guy who's going to be around for the window. So maybe I don't know how you get rid of the Jack Campbell contract, but oh. I still have this lingering feeling. I haven't heard anything. I have this lingering feeling. They might try to get rid of his contract by Friday, but... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, because... The way it's going, I don't know what you do about it in the offseason other than, I don't know, do you just simply try again? Do you just say, okay, he'll be better this time? Would you put $2 down that Jack Campbell is not an Edmonton Oiler come... 2 p.m. Sports is, interaction bet. What is right it? now? Th- 4 p.m. Friday? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 301 is Jack Campbell and Edmonton Oiler. Two I would, I would No, I wouldn't put the money I'd on put it. You put the money on no? I'd put the money on no, but I'm saying the odds on yes, yes are, he's decent. Traded, are decent. Yeah. So you could maybe make some there money off that. I, I th- no Unfortunately, you're giving up on that deal within, the, within a year? You're putting your money yeah. on yes or no? Uh, he's an Oiler. He's an Oiler? Okay. I'll put my money on yes. Yes, he's an oiler, or yes, he's yes, traded? Yes, he's traded. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Or yes, he's Billy Harvey. That's a good question. Want to bet? Yep. Then get into the action. It's sports interaction. Whatever your sport, sports interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, in-game, or on one of the many unique prop bets. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash Or in Ontario, download the app now using our QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Um, Jesse, I sent you something. I sent you a tweet from the Los Angeles Kings. And I want you to read, or I want to read this out to you, <coughs> but I also want it up on the screen if we can. And mm-hmm. I apologize for the coughing, but, you know, it I can't think be helped. I do it right into the mic. <laughs> oh. I, moved, I moved my head to the side, but it just, it, it hit me. <laughs> do you need more of those halls, by the way? Uh, with the yellow ones or the black ones? I don't care. True. Jesse's giving you the black, the black ones. ones. Okay. It's terrible and work. Um, okay. Like, please. LA. This is their social media post thanking Jonathan Quick. And then we can talk about how he deserved much better. Mm-hmm. Did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. On the biggest stages, under the brightest lights, you performed like no other. The ultimate teammate. The fiercest competitor. A legacy that will never diminish. Thank you, Jonathan. That is their social media post today. To Jonathan Quick, who has, you know, not only took him to two cups, mm-hmm. but was there in the lean times. And just as the times get good again and his contract is expiring, he's off to the one of the worst teams in the NHL as a part of a deal. And I think a lot of people are asking, listen, I'm sure LA Kings fans are excited for Gavrikov and Gavrikov and Corpusala, and we can talk about that separately. But Jonathan Quick being included in this deal, even though we always talk about you got to be fucking ice cold, and th- this was so ice cold, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. You, no, you're 100% right. And like, listen, winning heals all. Yeah. You have to, have to win. This is a, uh, a trade that uh, I didn't see the game, but I read Kopitar had four goals. Yeah, he was he did. visibly upset. Yeah, <clears throat> so he had four goals and was visibly upset. I have him on my fantasy team, so I was well aware. Oh, you were very happy then. Yeah. Um, visibly upset after scoring four goals because his goalie got dealt. 
Jack Campbell's picture on NHL.com looks like he just got traded to Columbus. Like, look at what? that. <laughs> you mean Jonathan Quick? I mean Jonathan Quick. Jonathan, Holy Jack shit. Not Jack Campbell. Uh-huh. Jonathan Quick looks like he got traded to Columbus oh, there. Oh, man. Nothing against the city of Columbus, but the Blue Jackets stink, and he's obviously expired. Now, listen, let me run you through his numbers. Sure. Guys played 31 games. He started 27 of them. He's below 500, 11, 13, and 4 on a team that's going to the playoffs. Man. And here's where it gets worse, man. Mm-hmm. His goals against average is a 350. Mm-hmm. Oh. His save percentage is an 876. Oh I, my God. I think that Columbus is banking on this player just not reporting. So, I was, I was, it's funny you say that. I kind of thought that was the thought process. Apparently he's, according to Saravalli, Frank Saravalli, he's, he's less than, less than enthused. Yeah. This well, is, it's so hard because Rob Blake did the right thing. He 100% 5.8 million dollars you got rid of in the Jonathan Quick contract for somebody who's not playing well at all yep. and hasn't been a really good starting goaltender for 4 years now. Like oh, peak, peak Jonathan Quick was almost a decade ago. And so it was entirely the right move, but from a personal standpoint, it's so tough to take. And the they did wrong by him thing. Like, I don't know if I'm fully in that boat because somebody did their job well. And that was Rob Blake. He did the right thing. It feels ugly, but you're objectively correct. Yeah. Like the right thing for the team is to trade him for this goal for court. That is the right. So I don't know if you, if you're doing him dirty, if you did your job well, Mm, the last time it's so hard. The last time Jonathan quick, had a goals against average under 250. Okay. What year? 15, I'll guess. 13, 14. 17, 18. Oh, damn. Okay. The last time he had a save percentage uh, at 910, uh, 910 was a season and a half ago, right? Last year he had a 910 save he was percentage. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the previous three years, 898, 904, 888. This guy's oh. been on the downslide for a long time. And I, so this contract I, was keeping him in the lineup a hundred percent. And the reason that I say that did the Kings do him wrong? I think they did right by him for keeping him around for five years after he, be, mm-hmm. you know, be, became a real option for them. Like he wasn't every time Jonathan quick was in net. Let's be honest. Kings fans. Every time that guy was in net, you were worried. Ugh. I mean, you have to, you, you're a little bit concerned. You're like, shit. I don't know. Uh... Eight, seven, six is not NHL. It's not an option. He can't even be your backup at that number. And like, you know, with Patrick Kane, Mm -hmm. we saw that game in Toronto and we're like, yeah, you can't go out and get that player. And then what did he do for the next week? He's like, yes, you fucking can. And he hurt us. Yeah. Well, he stunk though. And then he didn't stink. He had seven goals in four games. And what's nuts about that is he should have had eight. Yeah. But it was 0.01 seconds late. Yep. <laughs> um, quick, you know, you can say, oh, well, look at him. You know, he, he could be great uh-huh. in the playoffs. Show us. 876, those are Toskala on the Leafs numbers. Yeah, that's bad. It's not an option. It's not an no. NHL option. Yeah. But Especially now, going into the playoffs. Yeah. Now what they have, <laughs> they have a fascinating uh, quartet uh, of goaltenders in L.A. You got Phoenix Copley. Yep. 
who they actually just signed to an extension. He's been quite good for that them. That was the storyline for the first three months of the Los Angeles Kings season. They had no goals Phoenix ending. Copley comes in and saves the day magically. This guy out of nowhere, because our goaltending sucks so hard. At 30 years old. Yeah, 31. 31. Well, there you go. <laughs> so your 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 main roster goalies right now are Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corpusell. Mm-hmm. You have Cal Peterson, mm-hmm. who Injured. you banished to the... No. Um, is he banished? Is he just banished? Yeah, remember because no, he's buried. Remember, remember he, he got was, buried? He was, uh, they waved him. So bad. Ah, yeah. They waved him, but... And then Phoenix Copley came up. That was the subsequent move. Now, here's the thing, though. They send him down because they couldn't give them NHL games. No. Um, the way he was playing. So we got to send you to the AHL so you can play and find your game. The good news is he has. Um, he's a 9-16 in 25 games in the AHL. And AHL to NHL numbers, it's not a hard match. And just because he's a 9-16 in the AHL doesn't mean those numbers go down when he's in the NHL. doesn't mean they go up. It's just, it's encouraging to see that he's giving the Ontario Reign quality goaltending, which he was not providing the LA Kings. They also got, I remember when we were talking about the situation, I was like, well, they got Phoenix Copley, but they also have this kid named Matthew Villalta who had the highest save percentage among them at the time, he still does. 921, he's a third rounder from 2017. He's only played 17 games, so I wonder if he's hurt. I don't know every team's uh, farm system, I apologize. Um, but next year, I wonder if, the, if they just say, okay, we're going to try Copley, Peterson, Villalta. Mm. I don't know. I love our Discord because uh, where our Discord really thrives is passion. And I want to read this. Robert Malloy sent me a link to this, and I, I absolutely loved it. Because, you know, sometimes on this show, and, and we are fans, right? We're fans. But we talk about a player like Jonathan Quick as Leaf fans with a bit of detachment. We watched the playoff runs in 2012 and 2014 where they were winning the Cups, and, and you know, you saw how spectacular he was. But the emotional detachment is, is just different, right? Like, it's, you know, if you're a Kings fan, you love Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. So here's what a Kings fan had to say on our Discord. The quick trade makes me so sad as a Kings oh. fan. The man put his body through so much for the saves in our cup runs. A lot it's, of injuries. It's not the right way to have him sent off, especially if, uh, if it was another Marc-Andre Fleury situation. Quick is currently five wins away from crossing John Van Beesbrook uh, for, or yeah, I guess passing John Van Beesbrook for second on the all-time U.S. goalie wins list. He's 22 behind first place person, Ryan Miller. Our goaltending hasn't been great, but we'll always love him and he will always be a king. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine in a place where uh, he can be with his family and Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, He can chase the record if he wants to next year. Uh, Blake, as in Rob Blake, is in a win mode. He gets a goalie and a D-man, both in their prime, both with something to prove for next year. Quick would uh, would have played in our playoff run uh, and he likely wouldn't play next year with how he uh, how much he exerts himself for the team. I'm sure it was tough for everyone involved, as it is a sad day for Quick, his family, Blake, the Kings fans. Uh, we have a good team, and personally, I worry about how this will sit in the locker room. Doughty, Kopitar. It also sends a message yeah, that yeah. not everyone is really safe. With all of our prospects, we don't need uh, more. So, you know, send the first into the sun. I guess the Kings have a good system. Uh, Columbus <laughs> yeah. players... Uh, we'll have to earn their spots as a hockey fan. Go Kings, go. Don't make this trade for nothing. So, you know, and, and the sentiment there is that it's like, 
I think that's somebody that understands both sides. <laughs> but but the the pain side of seeing somebody go like that, like even as a Leaf fan on the other side of the the uh, continent, I'm uncomfortable. Well, it's an, an uncomfortable trade. The Frank Saravalli tweet about um, to say Jonathan Quick was less than enthused is an understatement. We have a podcast, so I can say he was fucking pissed. And that's a guy whose fire burns hot. And we've seen it a number of times. I I wonder if he just flipped the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. um, like we didn't. And, and, the, and the dressing room was pissed. Apparently the whole dressing room was dejected after the game. The reaction, I think, is is even more like at a fever pitch is because it was so unexpected. Yeah. yeah. It, there was no rumblings that this was coming. It was kind of out of nowhere. Well, you might... wouldn't think it was tradable. No. The right? guys, even for the players, it sounds like. The guys who will be most dejected by this decision are the heartbeat of the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. It's Kopitar, it's Doughty, and uh, the other guys on that team are going to follow their lead. And then you got Gavrikov, who's probably not in the best mood either because he's just he hasn't played for the last two weeks and he wanted he's missed like eight games yeah and like we're expecting him to just jump in and be great and like columbus fucked this up too let's i like well they fucked it up because they had the deal with boston and they didn't pull the trigger like i'm sure kekalainen is going to ownership and he's like see i told you i'd get a first and a third and i did and also had to eat uh, quick money and also um, didn't get any assets for Corpusello whatsoever. <laughs> because I'm sure that's how he went into this deadline a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to get a first and a third for Gavikov and I'm going to get, mm, I don't know, something. Second, second round pick yeah. for Corpusello. I think we all a couple of weeks ago would have been like, yeah, okay, that makes some sense. The Gavrikov price tag never made sense to me. No. I, I can pull out say I'm not. I think the guy is okay at best, but he's big. He's block. He blocks shots. What does that mean? He never has the puck. But look at the um, look at what the Bruins gave up for Orlov and Hathaway. I two more much more useful players. Orlov is a much more I, useful defenseman. I think so personally. Um, but I think because we all thought Gavrikov was going to the Bruins, or at least it looked that way. I think. Um, the Blue Jackets were probably closer to getting something like that than than we all know, and they've they fucked it up. Boston was their trading partner, and they, and they goofed. Speaking of teams in this weird little love triangle quartet, whatever, mm-hmm. who were the Kings supposed to get? Chikrin. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was why he was scratched the first Man, time. I that deal you, was almost done. Where the hell is that guy going? If Arizona yeah. hasn't traded him by the trade deadline, they should be fined. <laughs> Honest to God, this this has gone on too long. You know and what? this guy has sat out, he sat out like a tenth of his fucking season already. And now he's come supposed to just come on. back and be like, oh, I'm playing again. Yeah, well, and Gavrikov too, he sat out eight games. That's a tenth of the season. You should, you should. That's bullshit. That, that, and, and listen, I don't have a problem with players not being dressed for injury reasons, but at least, at least Columbus pulled the fucking trigger. Arizona, pull the trigger. How much dancing do you need to do with Ottawa? Is Ottawa it, or Washington. Whatever it is. LA. They had the deal with LA. What did you do? Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton still could make that move. They could. I, they wanted <laughs> to, but I don't know. Edmonton probably should. That would be a spectacular fit given with Ekholm. Oh my God. Can you imagine? It'd be insane. It'd be great. I'd be thrilled for Edmonton. But I'm saying, pull the fucking trigger, guys. The price is not what you want it to be. The price is what the market will bear. Pull the trigger. When does it become point shaving? Like, when does it become 
throwing games. Well, I know they won last year. Arizona? Yeah. I mean, tanking is technically point You're keeping healthy players out of the lineup on purpose, and it's not not a healthy scratch. You expressly said you're going to trade this player, Mm -hmm. and then you didn't. Steve, this is a team that hasn't been trying to win for three years. You could they're say three actively de- trying Jesse, to. Jesse, you could you could make that argument for the last three decades. It, they're actively trying to get bad all the time. Like it's never going to happen. This this was the argument I was making with um, uh, yesterday on Twitter. There was a story that got out there about the NHL is going to closely scrutinize mm-hmm. teams that acquire injured players. Who Chris Johnston? Chris Johnston. That's right. Um, they're going to closely scrutinize injured players. Or teams that acquire injured players to keep them on injured reserve until the playoffs, and then they play in the playoffs. So Gustav Nyquist, I think, was a name that came out there. And then the Wild, because they're run by Bill Guerin, said, fuck you, we're doing it. Um, because that's that's his personality. That's kind of what he does. And what I was saying is either all cap shenanigans are okay, or none of them are. Because the teams acquiring a player to keep on injured reserve until the playoffs are trying to win the cup. The teams that are keeping players out of the lineup um, or acquiring players who will never play again, a la the Arizona Coyotes, they're not doing it for shits and giggles. They're doing it to hopefully win the draft lottery, win Connor Bedard in hopes of what? Turning it around. Turning it around and winning the cup. It all comes back to the cup. It's all competition. It's all with a goal of either winning now or winning later. Mm-hmm. Either both of them are okay or neither of them are. What Don't punish the teams trying to win now and let the teams who are trying to win later skate. That's bullshit. I agreed. Yep. I think that, yeah, fair is fair. Yeah, And in uh, CJ's thread about that, um, he said this. While the NHL isn't outright banning any such moves, it they says can. it will investigate transactions to see if they constitute circumvention of the CBA. What has teams upset is these trades have been permitted in the past. For example, the Leafs acquired Riley Nash while he was recovering from a sprained knee in 2021 and didn't activate him until the playoffs. It's always about the Leafs. Always, always fucking about the Leafs. NHL's got the, some of the worst rules. But dude, like, if it's one of your own guys, it's fine. Like it, the, 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 uh, the lightning got a cup out of it with Kucherov. The Blackhawks got a cup out of it with Kane. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2015. Mm-hmm. We are like, oh man, they can't afford anyone. And then they went out and got Antoine Vermette and we're like, what? And it's cause Kane was out of the lineup and we're like, oh, I don't know about the Blackhawks hopes this season. And then game one, it's, it's like uh friggin. Freaking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's grandpa getting up out of bed. Oh, I can walk, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden they, they, they win a cup. If it's your own guy, it's totally fine. And, like, it's not an Arizona Coyote-specific thing. They, the, Shea Weber na- never played a game for the team the Coyotes got him from. This is all... I mean, it's not money laundering, but it's cap laundering. That's what I was about to bring up. I was like, why isn't what the Coyotes do with guys who are never going to play again 
not cap circumvention, but teams who are trying to win do with guys who are not playing into the playoffs, that's considered cap circumvention. Having Shea Weber, Andrew Ladd, Brian Little, and Joshua Brown just all on injured reserve and paying them so you make the floor, that's as much cap circumvention as the teams who are holding out players to for the playoffs. What, what it's did, the same shit except reverse. What did Tampa get Brent Seabrook for? Help on the right side? It's well, all the Leafs, bullshit. The Leafs did it with Clarkson. Yeah, exactly. The Leafs did it. And Nathan doing it like now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to reach the LTIR yeah. threshold. But at least their guys on LTIR are their guys. <laughs> right. It's, so it's not on yeah. purpose. You know, I, I think <laughs> so I, the NHL all just, of it's okay or none of it. And is. the right. NHL, here's the thing. The owners ultimately want to win because it's profitable to win. So Gary can monitor and Bill can monitor and they can do whatever they want. But the, at the end of the day, all the teams that do it are all the major teams in the sport. And they're mm-hmm. going to say to them, hey, how about you fucking back off on this one? Protect my investment. That's what you're hired for. Let me win. So thank you. Bye. And yeah, that's what that's. But then until the owners and the executives say, I don't like that these guys are doing it. Well, I think right now you've got most of the NHL executive, which is those top eight owners are in good spots or they're in spots either, you know, J- the Jacobs family's got a team that's you know, Boys putting to together a historic season. Yep. You got the Blackhawks who another one of the member of the executive mm-hmm. who are putting together a historically bad season so they can be better. I, I, I don't think, I don't think the NHL does a, a fucking thing about it. I don't no. think they do a thing. I think they put out that statement. They go here, just t- here, Mr. Reporter, just put out that we're going to monitor. We're going to closely monitor. And then we're just going to hope this goes away like everything else does. And guess what? It will. Mm-hmm. As soon as the playoffs start, no one fucking cares. Oh, yeah. And, oh. and, and you know, I, I just, like, I, I hate to pretend, like, the, the news cycle moves on. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest with you, you take this option away, and the NHL knows this, this is one of the best trade deadlines we have ever seen, especially... Mm-hmm. It might be the best ever. It's, it's certainly the best since the cap here. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Not even close. You oh, think yeah. they're going to go in and be like, okay, everybody chill. Yeah, no this more, has been no a more fantastic this. week and a half for oh, hockey. And, and, and oh, no man. more trade stuff. No. Friday is going to be dead. Yeah, it's going to be dead if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's going to be a, uh, like, if you work in the sport, like, what an opportunity for us to do some storytelling mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. and discussion and debate. I love that. That I, day. I love the, uh, the you know, the, the, the joke about, you know, James Duffy, what are you going to do? Like, that sort of thing, like, that they're, they're playing at TSN. But you could spend the first three hours of that show, if nothing happens, talking about what happened. Yeah, so much has happened. You're, you're, gonna, you're fine. You're going to be able to prep features, which is great. So usually, <clears throat> here, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. What would happen, because I was actually uh, at NHL Network, which was in the TSN studios, is they'll be like, get me a bunch of B-roll of Chikrin. Give me a bunch of B-roll of Gavrikov. Give me some Gavrikov goals. Give me some Gavrikov block shots. Like they'll they'll be really specific about it. And instead of just going through and getting you all that B-roll, well, actually, I could still do it. But now that we're still several days out, we have a full day to prepare tomorrow. And then there's the actual deadline. We can look at their first game with their team, their first few games, you know, with O'Reilly. We can look at features that we did with these players earlier in the season. We can create a new one. We can, you know, here's uh, an interview with Sheldon Keefe. Here's an interview with um, Michael Bunting's aunt, who I think was O'Reilly's volleyball coach. Did you see that story? No, no, yeah, no. It's, it's some There's some sort of relation with O'Reilly and Bunting, and someone was a volleyball yeah. coach. 
Wow. It's uh, no, it's, it's an extraordinary opportunity to, uh, to Mm -hmm. do storytelling and debate and discussion and, uh, like, you know, either it'll be a day where a thousand trades break or it'll be, uh, a day of, uh, of great discussion and celebration of the sport. Yeah. This has been one of the best, like seven ish days of NHL news. It's been nonstop, just trades and moves and just conversation about hockey. Mm. And it's been fantastic. Shout it's out one of the best Drew. years ever. Producer Drew was heroic yesterday. Yeah, producing all his videos for you? Well, he had, like, dinner reservations. And he's like, hey, are you sending that video yet? I'm like, I'm fucking trying! (laughs) Yeah, he was late for dinner, and Drew Drew put it on. I just stayed in the basement while my wife was a single mother upstairs. (laughs) Like, it was torture, and I'm like... I'm sorry the world exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told, I told Natalie, I'm like, you're just not going to see me much this week. It's all it is. There's yeah. a lot to manage. Um, yeah. I came also, upstairs. She's like, and I'm not even the one doing the videos. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did the I, Leafs make a trade? Uh, <laughs> no, they made three. I'd just like to formally apologize to Joshua Brown, who I lumped mm-hmm. in with Shea Weber, Andrew Latta, and Brian Little. He's actually injured. So Okay, that's yeah. fair. So, um, I just want to apologize guys, to you, Joshua, if you're listening. There's a trade in the <laughs> West that we have not mentioned yet. That we've not broken down in its entirety. Did somebody in the West try and actually go for it? Well, <laughs> let me a- let me ask you: of the teams in the West, other than the Kings and the Oilers, who made a trade yesterday? And how, you know, a team that's really going for it, perhaps a surprise, maybe. Are you talking about that weird trade between the Ducks and the Sharks? No. Uh, fucking this trade. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, 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 I, I would say it's a medium big deal, but at any other trade deadline, it would have been a bigger deal because nothing fucking happens at the trade deadline. But now there's been, it's such a bananas trade deadline. It's like a nothing story. The wild got Marcus Johansson. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they got someone oh. else. Yeah. The wild. Yeah. Oh, Gustav Nyquist. That's right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. 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 Yo, listen, the wild got, uh, Johansson and, and Gus Nyquist. That's okay. That's okay. Listen, for a team that is medium in it, I mean, they're third in the division right now. They've got that ridiculous cap penalty. The fact that they're buying, great. Good for them. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't know what to make of that team at all. Well, I think they're still trying to win through the, through the, the, the hard parts. And you know what? They're I mean, they're not a pretty good year. They're not punting. No. It only costs them a fifth round pick. Um, you know, which they got from Boston in the three-way deal. Yeah. And Nyquist has like 22 points in 48 games this year. So he's not crazy good, but the, the, the Blue Jackets suck. They are so it maybe is not an indicative or sorry, it's not indicative of what he's probably capable of now. And they need scoring bad. Um, because the, there was a stat the other day when the Leafs played the wild and I don't remember what it is, but they did players who factor into the highest percentage of their team's goals. Like it's it, Kirill Kaprizov scores or the wild don't do shit. I was about to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> He's carrying the entire team. There was a game last week where the wild were down two nothing to the blue jackets <clears throat> and they won three, two in overtime. He had every goal. He had a hat trick. <laughs> he had every goal. And I keep tabs on him because I got him in fantasy. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they need like uh, Johansson. If he can give them some games, Nyquist can give them uh, a little bit of scoring. Yeah, those are decent ads for them. Yeah, there are some nights where it's like, hey, Caprizo's going to put up eight shots. He's going to have six shots. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous, and you're just going to will this team to victory. He's in a, he's a, one of the most underrated superstars of the entire game. 
Oh, Caprizo. Yeah. yeah. Even if he doesn't yeah. want to play in the All-Star game and he's is, unreal, is a little pouty about it. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was a, it wasn't great. It's it wasn't amazing, a great look. <laughs> amazing <laughs> how much killing it for my fantasy team makes me forgive him. <laughs> like, oh, you're fine, Kirill. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're good. So I got a couple things left. I saw Adam texted you. What the fuck are you guys? Playing? I got two things. What are you planning? And the, the objective of this segment is to make Steve angry. Oh, great. Okay. I got two things that push Steve's button. Are we ending with this? Well, we can do the press conference too if you want to. <laughs> it's been a long one. I know. It's a question. <laughs> oh my God. It's, oh my God. Okay. It's, yeah. It's okay, like fine. We won't do the press conference. Yeah. No, no. Steve needs to get home eventually <clears throat> before rush hour traffic sucks. All right. <laughs> Jesse, will you play the first clip for us through our headphones? Oh, this. This I is Wes McCauley yesterday. Yeah. And. <laughs> This is a Minnesota-New York Islanders game. New York, number 75, Minnesota. Five guys each for fighting. <laughs> One more time? Yeah, do it you again. One again? All right, here you go. New York, number 75, Minnesota. Five guys each for fighting. Okay, thanks, Wes. You don't like that. By no, the way, I, I saw... No, you know what made me mad? So that the tweet that Jesse played, the the caption was, "I hate this guy. I legit hate him." <laughs> what I what I saw was ESPN with a bunch of like clapping and laughing emojis, and I'm just like, "Is this tweet from fucking five years ago?" <laughs> he doesn't like, do that here in Toronto, does he? He does it every single time. There's a fight in a what West McCauley game. I mean, if you're Ryan Reeves, you have a duty to fight if you know he's officiating. Because then you're going to get the fighting. You saw him flexing at the camera. He knew. Mm -hmm. He knew. I don't know. It's, I don't know. You know when uh, Bart Simpson goes on every talk show and he goes, I didn't do it. And everyone goes, oh. And then it's, I didn't do it. Oh, uh, uh, uh. So. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Thanks, Wes. So I think we'll wrap it up there. I think we'll leave it at Wes McCauley to play us off. Fighting! Fighting! No, let me play it again. Hold play on. it again. Play, play us on. off, Wes. <laughs> All right, Wes. Let's get here. All right. New York, number 75, Minnesota. Five guys each for fighting. Oh, nice, uh, nice mix in there, Jesse. All right. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> Woo! Steve, do it. Do it, Steve. Do it, Steve. Do the do it. Trade deadline. Do the show five heading. minutes each for fighting. I'm the star of the show. Steve. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.